Hey, yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City. I'm your host, DJ Crooked. We've got DJ Never. Yo, what up? We got DJ D Miles. What's good? What's good? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. And this is like a special LA edition of the road podcast. And we're actually here uh, at the Serato Studios in Los Angeles. Yep. And we got the homies here, Cut Corners. What's and up? Sonny James. Thanks for having us, guys. No problem. So, thank Welcome. you, guys. What's good? So, uh, we're here in Serato. Uh, we've got bombarded with a bunch of questions from our listeners and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I but, bet. But um, I, I kind of want to know what your your positions are, pause, you know, and what your, ti- <laughs> hey, what your titles hey, are hey. over here. Oh, we started off crazy. Yeah. Getting right to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, we do artist relations, which is an extension of marketing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we just, you know, pretty much do that on the West Coast. We also have an artist relations team on the East Coast. So right. Shout out to OP and D-Struck. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and we got one in uh, in London with Blakey, uh, who runs the studio on Hackney Downs, and then we got Serato, as you guys probably know, is from New Zealand. So we got like a whole squad in New Zealand that are always at the office. And is the East Coast in New York? Is it is it located in New York City? Yep. yep. Okay. Brooklyn. Cool. So like when you guys do artist relations and stuff, is this is the Serato Studios basically open to the public for any DJs or how does this work? If anyone has any issues with their can they come you know, knock the door and you know, say, know what I'm hey, saying? Like, is it open? <laughs> Help me out like, with this. We, we strongly discourage randoms from rolling up and knocking on the door. It seems like yeah. you, get, you get a special invitation to even walk in here. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much how we like to keep it. You know, it's an invite-only situation. Right, it's very uh-huh. exclusive. So, you know, people who at a, a certain level with their career, we, you know, we welcome you guys. So you get all, like, the high-profile uh, DJs mm-hmm. who are, like, you know, basically, you know, they're semi-disgruntled or they're having issues with their Serato or what is it? Well, we don't really do that? we don't really do support so much. We're, okay. We're, yeah, so we're more marketing. So we do... Because everyone that tells me about the Serato Studios, it looks like, yo, just hit those dudes up and go over there and, like, yeah. talk to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that sounds too easy, but it's... Like, what, they're, yeah. like, Mac geniuses and stuff? Like <laughs> yeah. It's a genius well, bar. <laughs> and Cut Corners yeah. can definitely speak to that, for sure. Because yeah, yeah. um, we, you know, we definitely get the panicky calls. At all times of the night, from all parts of the world. Damn. All time, where all types of the night. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, days off, days on, doesn't matter. Doesn't really. matter. But yeah. but in saying that, like yeah, we we do do support for our top tier artists. We can't su- provide support for every artist in the world, obviously. But um, yeah, we that's why we have different like locations. We have New York for the East Coast. We have mm-hmm. West Coast, which is Sunny and I, and mm-hmm. obviously we have Europe with Blakey and. And that's how we kind of divide it up. Mm-hmm. And and you know, in saying that, we don't we don't allow everyone in here, but we do. We do definitely do a lot of outreach, you know, like I'd say a, a big part of our job is to kind of identify people that are, you know, really important in their communities and are, are, are you know, developing a sound or a style and are, you know, working with other really respected DJs. And we want to help mm-hmm. everybody if we can. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Okay. Uh, wh- what are some of like the biggest issues that you guys seem to like continuously run through with, with certain DJs and stuff like that? You're talking about like troubleshooting wise? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of it has to do with um, I, uh, like OS changes with Apple. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's like extra security measures that they've put in place. <laughs> and, you know, as DJs, we tend to do a lot of things right before the gig. So we're not necessarily yeah. <laughs> l- reading the messages that pop up. So sometimes we just click, OK, get that off of the screen so I can get to DJing. But sometimes those messages are telling us to do something very specific. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of times where certain messages like that just get missed and then, you know, we need to just kind of walk people through it again. Is it difficult to communicate with uh, Apple when they have, like, you know, uh, you know, operate, like, when they update their OS? 
Yeah. Is uh, it kind of difficult to coordinate that? Do they notify you notify you guys and you know? Well, let's put it this way: like Apple is like one of the biggest companies in the entire world, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they are hugely influential, and Serato is a very small fish in that pond. Um, so we don't really have the same as you'd think. You know, I think a lot of people have this kind of perspective that. You know, Serato as a company is this massive, big software company like yeah. Google or, you know, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a small company from New Zealand. It's like 150 employees the whole worldwide. Um, it's, its impact, especially for DJs, you know, is, is substantial, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so a lot of people think that, you know, we can just be like hit up our guys at Apple and be like, yo, man, you guys could have changed this and that. But it doesn't right, work right. that way. Yeah, yeah. There's probably like a million software developers that are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it just it needs to be a priority for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, that goes for the same for anything, really. Um, I think that's, you know, going back to what you asked before, what are the, like, the common things is just like there's a, there's a big misunderstanding with uh, – you know, DJs or any kind of creative people and how computers work. And at the end of the day, like, we just got to try and figure out how to So you're saying that. pretty much when Apple makes makes changes, they don't consult with you guys about any of it. They no. just do their no, thing and then they make you adjust to what they did. Yeah, yeah essentially. And, and, their, yeah. and their products, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but over the last, like, 10 years is kind of gone away from, I mean, I don't want to, like, shit on them or anything, but they're, they're, it seems like their focus has shifted from creatives and professionals to a consumer, like, you know, kid or, you know, a good point. mom who right. wants to use an iPad instead of using a computer or something. Well, like, one, one of the, the main issues, and I think people were blaming Serato, but it was actually the new MacBook hmm. Pros, the was that they, they, um, they uh, yeah, the one with the touch bar. Yeah. The, the they like got rid of the fan right so like during temperature like you during like you know extreme cold or extreme mm. hot weather yeah you know it tends to slow down and Serato either shuts down or the computer just shuts down that's got to be a significant right. issue for you guys in Vegas I oh, had that really experience yeah. like when I first um, bought my new MacBook two years ago I was DJing at the pool and then out of nowhere my f- screen just froze froze up and then it shut down yes yeah, it's, it's no it's good a nightmare yeah. yeah yeah but everyone kind of kind of relate at the, at the time we thought it was Serato DJ Pro right yeah at the, and then exactly, we realized yeah. now nah, it was like the new MacBook exactly, there's no yeah. fan in it mm-hmm. yeah and during, even my, one of my homies I think he was DJing like I don't know outside in the cold and even the cold weather fucked it up mm. yeah. yeah yeah so like those kind of misconceptions you guys get calls like that all the time and, and yeah. then what would you suggest that people get because we've been telling all the DJs to get like the 2015 yeah. refurbished models because to, yeah. to us, those were like tanks. Yeah, yeah. those are like, great. like tanks. They have yeah. USB ports on them. That's significant. That's another thing. Um, um, MacBook stopped doing using the UAP, UAP, UBS ports. Yeah. 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 yeah, so that was like another thing that we, you know, and we, we're learning this shit in real time. Excuse me, can I swear? Yeah, 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 yeah. go ahead. So and a, lot of the, a lot of the support stuff that we deal with, we're learning as it happens right. too you know and a lot of the times you know like we'll buy one of those computers and we'll start using it and we're like oh shit this is the thing and then we have to yeah. figure out how to get around interesting it. so and you're then, you're literally you're like anytime apple updates anything you're in the same boat as us yeah you essentially yeah adjust, yeah yeah i wow. think yeah i think there's a misconception that we're like six months ahead of everybody else <laughs> yeah, but no we just don't have that luxury because you so. guys are kind of essentially the apple for all djs you're the biggest company there I, is. yeah i'd agree with that yeah and it's kind of like they should know what the hell is happening. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. think the same thing. Definitely. <laughs> I'd be curious to know, like, how much of a percentage of, you know, Apple's consumers are DJs at this point because it doesn't really seem like a big priority for them. Well, every time I go to, uh, like, a, a Genius or I go to, I have, like, a, actually, there's a really dope, 
in Las Vegas is a really dope local mom and pop um, kind of, I don't know, like, yeah, like you know, computer repair like, shop. Yeah, repair, Apple Genius repair, yeah. Apple yeah. Genius repair yeah. shop. But they, these guys have been, they were like one of the first uh, Apple Mac like repair shops dope. in the Southwest, yeah. like in the history, in yeah. like, like the, the last 30 one. years. Like, yeah. Shit. It's funny, like his, he has a, he has a whole wall mm-hmm. of every Apple Mac computer that ever came from out. From the beginning from, to from now. From, like, the, the first one. Oh, dog, he has all crazy. of them. That's so dope. I'd but, like to see that. Yeah, but he's telling me, like, I get so many DJs that come here. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, he already tells me, like, his list of, his list of um, preferences was, look, get a 2015 or 2013 MacBook Pro. Between that, yeah. He's going to get any of those, max those out. If they, you can't max it out, come over here. We'll max it out for you. Mm. He says, don't go past uh, Sierra on the OS. Oh, really? Yeah. He said, uh, and he's, I think I was using Yosemite, and he's like, once you go, go past Sierra, you're going to have issues with pretty much Serato and Serato DJ Pro and all of that. Hmm. And those were his suggestions. And, is is and he a DJ? No. No. But he's just, he's just he working with so, he, so many DJs weird. and so many issues. He said that the changes really happened in high Sierra, and obviously Mojave's just been fucking everybody up. That's funny. I, I use Mojave. I've Same. had really? zero problems. But I mean, I, in saying that, I've had zero problems, but I know the couple things that I would tell, tell every DJ who has updated to Mojave do, which are allow the drivers to be installed. I'd say that I, the, you asked earlier, what are the things that people don't always ask us about? Right. Drivers mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like security preferences. Like the drivers for the hardware is the thing that we're always telling people about. Like you got to do this, you got to reinstall this or you mm-hmm. try this. And it's always, it always kind of comes down to that. Yep. Um, I'd say that's like the top thing. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is like with Mojave is just, you've got to allow the thing to be installed. And a lot of people don't know that cause it's a new thing. Right. But, um, but since then, and I understand probably why he said that about Sierra is because that became a thing with high Sierra. Right. right. Before then yeah. there was no, uh, blocking of drivers being installed. Apple didn't do that, but then they introduced that. So mm-hmm. um, we've, we, you can easily just click allow, and even if you don't, you can always go back to security and click allow, and it, it'll show you. You know, it's t- it tells you it's blocked it. But mm-hmm. you know, so when you say things. as far as drivers being installed, you mean like the uh, the mixers itself. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people don't don't update those drivers or those like firmwares on like the mixers and the controllers, right? I'll say this. The the thing that happens the most is people will have a an OS that they've they've been using and then they'll they'll get a new computer and that has a new OS and instead of just starting fresh with the new computer they'll carbon copy or migrate the whole old OS onto this new OS mm-hmm. and when that happens they're taking old drivers they're taking old photos everything that's old that may not work with this new OS the same way and um, it doesn't work the same way. Yeah. So then that's when they have the problems, really. Uh, if you buy a brand new MacBook, you throw Serato DJ on it, all the drivers are actually installed in Serato DJ, so if you plugged into a piece of hardware, it's gonna install the right one. But if you've already got the old one, the wrong one on there, it's gonna see it and it's gonna get confused. So that's kind of like a, a lot of the times when people call us up, hey, I got a new computer, um, I'll be like, don't, <laughs> don't take everything. Just take the music and the stuff that you really need for DJing and just put that on the computer. If that's what you're going to use the computer for, just do the, just put the music and, and, yeah. and the information that you really need, and then you, you won't have those problems. Right. So something like using Time Machine yeah. to back up and you buy a brand new machine yeah. and take everything. It's, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Just but, be I mean, selective. Just, yeah. like, just literally, like, you know, what happens is a lot of people, when they get the new MacBooks, mm-hmm. it, you can't downgrade to an OS. Right. You have to keep yeah. it like the new MacBooks were meant to run on the new OSs. Mm-hmm. So when you downgrade, that's why they're saying if you, 
That's why the the guy at the uh, repair shop was basically saying, if you're going to get a 2015, don't max out past, uh, you know, Sierra or Yosemite, mm. because that's when, you know, if you're going to go past that, you might as well, well get the new MacBooks, because yeah. because those OSs are made for the new MacBooks, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good point, though. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I have a 2015 and I'm using Mojave and it's fine, but I know I understand what he's saying. You know, especially if you're on using like a you know one of those old CD drive MacBook you know yeah. pros or whatever mm-hmm. you know after yosemite they really went to shit you know like uh-huh. they just yeah. couldn't handle all this other stuff that was going on that that'd be really slow i had that my, myself i had like a you know one of those 15 inch ones with a cd drive and i tried to like update it to l cap and everything and it was just like it was like a slug man it was so slow yeah, moving right right, right. Yeah. so i just got rid of it i was like this is not worth it would you so the one of the main issues that we have in vegas Sorry if we're getting too technical. No, it's good. This, this is perfect. Stuff, you know? uh, one of the issues we have in Vegas is that Vegas is still using SL4 boxes and SL3 boxes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like new, like a lot of DJs come in with their new MacBook and then, you know, they've got Mojave. They're using Serato DJ Pro. From what I've heard, Serato DJ Pro is not built for Serato boxes. They're built for plug-in devices. So those are the things you want to use, Serato DJ Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to put it into the Nexus 2, 900, the S9, or like, you know, controllers and so on. Uh, but once you start plugging in like a Serato DJ Pro into like an SL4 box, there might be, you know, there might be glitches, it might freeze up, it might just stop out of nowhere and so on. I'd say that's probably more to do with, again, <laughs> drivers. Yep. Um, and and espe- especially like, I mean, again, I, Serato. At DJ, it will work fine with an SL4 box, provided you've done the right, put the right driver on your computer, and you've got a computer that works with that box. Mm-hmm. There's also a firmware on that box, and the thing about those boxes, um, when they work, they work great. But a lot of the times, those boxes have kind of been like neglected. You know, like the club will yeah. buy one, they'll just leave it there, and no one really knows what to do with it. And you know, Sonny and I aren't going to travel up to every. <laughs> Nightclub, we, yeah. we just can't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and update, update the firmware, update the firmware yeah. on the actual SL4 box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but but you know all that stuff, and then also the fact that um, we're kind of dealing with um, the drivers for those things after before before Alcap were great, and then Alcapitan came th- yeah. came around and kind of messed things up, and we, we it's, they're kind of due for a driver update. But again, um, you know if you got if you've got it working and it's working, it'll be working fine. But yeah, drivers are there's like you cannot you cannot use that box with the wrong drivers and expect you're going to get no problems. That's going to be a terrible situation. Right, right. And unfortunately, people just don't know about drivers. You know, at the end of the day, it just comes down to the fact that people aren't going to spend the time to go, "Have I got the right driver? Have I updated the firmware?" Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. they've got five mm-hmm. minutes to go on, you know, after the guy before them. And right. I think yeah. I think that yeah, I mean, if you wanted to if you wanted to to play it safe. You'd probably be probably be better off to just plug right into a DJM 900 Nexus. You save so many wires and so many other things that can introduce a problem too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's essentially why Serato decided they wanted to make the club kit license package was to eliminate the need to depend on that box for everything. And uh, I gotta, I want to just. There was a kind of rumor we had. You know, whole conflict is DJ conflict. Yeah. yeah. So uh, shout out conflict. Yeah. So my favorite DJ. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, he he had a he said he spoke to someone at Serato, and this is where he said that uh, Serato DJ Pro or Serato DJ when it first came out, it was designed literally. The main focus of that program was to 
have a sync button just to have a sync to so that people could mix and sync that's and the smart. reason why they started that program, well, this, is, this is what he said. <laughs> I'm telling you what he said. I know. I've heard it before, too. You heard I it heard too? it on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah so yeah. this is what he said. Uh, and he said, the reason why they, they didn't just leave it on Scratch Live is they couldn't somehow, you know, Implement the program sync. the sync correctly into the, the Scratch Live right. program. So they had to create a totally new program and build everything around that sync for Serato DJ Pro and Serato DJ. Um, is that true? You mind if I take this one, Sonny? <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, I love right Ray. You didn't even notice. Yo, because yo, if you heard that episode, he was mad confident. Like, yo, he's like, I yeah. spoke to someone at Serato. I spoke, yeah. With a deep voice. And so, he made it sound like he spoke to a guy named Serato. No, but <laughs> the, the head of Serato is probably more like it. No, but I, I believe him. Like, I, I, when he said it with such confidence, I was like, yo, I believe that. Like, I, I kind of believe what he's it saying. It sounds you know? like something that would make sense, right? Right. Like, but they wouldn't want it to get to the public. So they're like, it we just, want it. Just when you have that kind of conviction, you can, you can, you know, you can sell, you know. Freaking Bermuda shorts to an Eskimo. Yeah. Well, mean, look, look. I'll be honest with you. I've, I've spoken to conflict many times. Yeah. And um, you know, I like I like conflict. He's a good dude. <laughs> That's a good um, way to start. <laughs> yeah. Something negative, Something really negative to come after. But <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not like that. I think I think the there's a bit of a miscommunication there, and I think that ultimately he's got a bit of the story, but it's not quite the full story. Okay. So uh, just to clarify that, and I, and I don't want to like you know. I understand what he's saying because there was definitely a part of the reason why Serato DJ exists to have sync in it. Right. People wanted sync in it. So there was there is definitely that's not untrue if if you know if I could say so. But it's not the one reason they made Serato DJ. The one reason they made Serato DJ or Serato made Serato DJ as, you know, a representative of the company who understands Scratch Live was like the first thing that you ever made. Mm -hmm. um, and you made it in like your garage, which is literally how Scratch Live kind of came about. Was like it was made by a very small company at the time, and they they grew very fast. Scratch Live was extremely successful for a very small company. Right. And as you guys could right. imagine, it would be like, you know what I mean, building like a car in your backyard, and then all of a sudden winning Formula One races with it. Wasn't well, it like a similar? It's a similar situation would be actually like the phase where those guys literally kind of just made something from scratch, right? Yeah. And then, uh, oh, I want to talk about that later with you guys sure. too. But yeah, so but yeah, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like you, you've built this thing in your backyard, and you didn't really think it was going to be like this as successful as it was. Right. And as you've grown, there's lots of things that you should have done, but you don't know about those things until you got too far. And ultimately, at the end of the day, Scratch Live is great still is great was great did a great mm -hmm. job but it, but it wasn't well documented it wasn't put together with the same care and, and responsibility that we've done with serato dj mm. so the idea is that um with scratch live we got to a point where we couldn't get and serato couldn't really pro like progress any further with it it was just gonna fall apart like it became very unstable and instead mm. of instead of continuing to try and build on an unstable foundation they thought it would be better to start fresh mm -hmm. and that's exactly why they did serato dj and Serato DJ was has been documented, and you know, initially when it came out, I know that a lot of people had some trouble with it. Oh, mm -hmm. We all did, uh, you know, me too. I think everyone. I mean, that's essentially why I still work for Serato was because there was some troubles with it initially. Right. Um, and the whole point of that was that we were able to figure out what went wrong really fast and make the changes that were needed really quickly, and to get it to the point where it is now, which is a, technically speaking more stable than Scratch Live was. There's actually crash reporting in Serato DJ that tells us like data mm -hmm. of how many crashes and 
the problems that people are having. The one thing it doesn't uh, detect right now, um, I don't know if I'm meant to tell people this, but is freezing. So that's the only thing that you get. But I don't, I doubt many people are having any crashes with Serato DJ unless, of course, it's this other, um, like you were saying, like the heat, for yeah. example, that mm -hmm. will shut down your computer. That's, that's again, not really a Serato problem. It needs a it's computer a to function. Problem. Yeah. yeah, so you know, there's, there's definitely other factors that would cause a crash, but Serato as a program itself, Serato DJ is actually more stable than Scratch Live was, mm -hmm. but it's taken a while to get there, you know? And I think at, we're at what, we're releasing 2.2 this month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I probably should have said this is going to be out until a couple of weeks, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like we're at 2.2 now. The last version of Scratch Live was 2.5 and that's when they were just like, that's it. This is the last version we can make before it all starts falling apart. Right. Yeah. And so, to and and to you know conflicts defense yes sync was part of that discussion sync was something that a lot of our artists wanted um, a lot of people that were like going to other software platforms were saying like why would we use this program when it doesn't do this thing that this other program does and we were like we've got to be competitive so we've got to put sync and you know other things that people want in there mm -hmm. and and you know not to mention um you know Serato Scratch Live was on only worked with Rain products. It only worked with Rain. Could you imagine, like, if we only had, if you could only use Rain, you know, boxes and and mixers with Serato to this day? Like, right. it, the the reason why I think Serato is a, is a company that's still as influential and popular as it is to this day is because you can use it with Denon, you can use it with Pioneer, you can use it with all these other, you know, all Newmark. these other programs. Yeah, Newmark. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that is a strength of the software. And if we didn't, yeah. if we if they didn't do that, then you may not even be using the shit. Today. Yeah, for real. Are you, are you surprised at the slow turnover of DJs that went to from that went from Scratch Live to DJ Pro? Because it took like it took me about two years to feel comfortable with using DJ Pro. Yeah. No, I'm not surprised yeah. at all. Because yeah. honestly, you know, you're going to use what you're comfortable with, mm -hmm. and a lot of people aren't trying to change their workflow when they might have to be in front of a thousand or you know more people every week. Yeah. So I'm, I totally don't blame people for that. Yeah. I would you say like the first launch of Serato DJ was kind of a failure though? The initial first launch of Serato DJ was kind of a yeah. failure because I, it didn't, for some reason, everyone talked about it, everyone downloaded it, but then nobody used it. Yeah. And then it took Serato DJ Pro to really get everyone's attention and it was kind of linking it to like some of the Pioneer, you know, hardware yeah. and the, mm. the equipment that really kind of sold it. You know what I mean? I, I think don't. that you, you, uh, yeah. you, you, your perspective is totally different to ours. Or for sure. If it wasn't for the S9, I probably would still be on, on Scratch, Scratch Live. Live. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, could, I can totally appreciate that, though, yeah. for yeah, sure. I've, I've heard that before, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. From like, I remember from our perspective, everyone was like, Serato DJ, Serato DJ. And this must have been, I don't know how many years ago. When did yeah, you guys well, first launch Serato DJ? Not 2012. Pro. 2012. Yeah. 2012. With the SX, the DDJ Pioneer controller. Yeah. And then we were like, Mm, and then we started hearing some sh shit and we were just like nah we ain't gonna fuck with it we heard it too <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> loud and clear yeah. I just I think that's what a lot of products that you kind of step like you wait and you don't buy the first one you kind of wait for the second update or whatever and then you know everybody kind of jumps boat I don't think necessarily it was called a fail but yeah. it was just a slow that's, that's a bold way to put it that's like uh, you know it's Obamacare a is a yeah. massive failure <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> according to him yeah if you ask him then yeah he would say that but yeah. I, have I was in Philly and everybody was using Serato DJ from launch yeah I'm, I'm with I was no the problems. same way I yeah. just jumped on it I was like alright let's check this out and, and yeah 
Yeah. I mean, of course, there's some like loose screws around, but yeah. it wasn't that bad. I do have a question though. You guys never really fix having the Wi-Fi on in the computer and using Serato at the same time. That's still one crash that I think everybody has. There's the yeah the one the one bug that I think we can all publicly talk about is um well not that we can't talk about bugs but the one that I think probably the most people will encounter with Wi-Fi is the mega latency bug. Yeah. That one is a is man that's the worst thing we got and yeah. it's a Roto DJ right now straight up like. That's yeah. the one I I, I faced before, like two weeks ago, just trying to download a song on the fly mm. and it just crashed everything. Well, mega latency is different than a crash though. So oh, oh no not well yeah. Okay, so yeah. a crash is when you when it closes unexpectedly and you get okay. a white screen with a bunch of data on it. Uh-huh. Um, a freeze is when it just becomes unresponsive. Yeah. And mega latency is actually when you experience um, a you know delay. a lag between yes. your, your your actual movement of the DVS yes. and and the program. Oh, sorry, it was an ex- I called it a crash. <laughs> so, but, yeah. so we should be clear about this language only just because people listen and they go, oh, that's a crash, and then they go to support and they say they had a crash and they didn't, and it's okay. hard for us to help them. So, so the what'd you latency, get? A latency yeah. or a I crash? got latency. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so. That's a, that's a bug that's that's not exclusive to Serato either, unfortunately. But it's something again. Going back to what you were talking about, you know, can we just hit up Apple and be like, "Yo, fix this shit." Right. right. Um, it's one of those things where it's a combination of drivers, Mac OS, and um, Serato DJ. So we all have a role to play, yeah. and we all got to work on that on that together. So currently, there is no like solution other than don't use Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but yeah, again, the, the to I guess your question was, are you guys gonna fix that? I mean, you're definitely trying. <laughs> yeah. That should have been part of the. How long the, has that been an issue? I think since Scratch. I, I've seen it on Scratch a few times. Really? Turn, no, I have no issues with yeah. Wi Fi and Scratch Live. Yeah, I was going to say, with Scratch Live, I could download a whole album. Yeah, and it would exactly. be completely to, fine. To me, it keeps spinning. Yeah, to yeah. me, <laughs> Scratch Live is like the most down ass bottom bitch ever in the game. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she'll like, like, never let you down. She'll never let me down. Let's, down. let's break that down, though, because it's like Scratch Live, yes, is great. Um, Yosemite is the last OS that was super tight and right, great, yeah. right? With mm-hmm. that worked with Scratch Live. So you've got a combination of Yosemite, Scratch Live, and, and the 2015 MacBook. Yeah, or yeah. whatever, yeah. yeah. So, so you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like... <laughs> it's the <laughs> perfect way. It, is, it was definitely... I sound so, like, old, like I don't care about new shit, but I usually love new shit. You sound like the backpack No, no, fan. no, I'm just very cautious. Like, lyrics matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like that, too, because I love, like, technology. I love, like, new shit if, yeah, it, if it helps. But the last thing I want to worry about is flying to Miami, going through a setup, yeah. and just being like, oh, shit, like, is this updated? What's going on? Mm. And usually with Scratch Live, it's just like that down ass, you know, that down ass bitch that just looks out for you, and it's yeah. always it always works. Yeah, it's always stable. So and it's a, like you know. So does a flip phone though. Huh? So does a flip phone. I mean, that's right. That's why I don't want to say. Legally, I can't say. Legally, I can't really say why the flip phones are still around. (laughs) (laughs) We all know why they're still around. No, no. You know what it actually reminds me of is that people kind of say that the iPhone is a little dated and like the Galaxy's got all this new shit. And look at what the Galaxy takes better pictures. It does all of this calendar. I'm just like, nah. Like, it doesn't have the durability that an Apple phone has to me. Yeah. That an iPhone has to me. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just care about the durability, but like. You're absolutely right. It took yeah. me a while to go to an iPhone or a touchscreen phone when I had the BlackBerry. Right. Because mm-hmm. that was so functional. It was oh, dependable. Was yeah. And it, it took me to be like, all right, now the iPhone's working and it's it's like now it's like ready for me to, to hop on. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I feel like Serato DJ Pro is like almost there. 
but it's not really there. And I don't mean to shit on you guys because I'm not shitting on you guys. I just have a. I take no. I take no offense. Okay. I didn't make the product. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> and your perspective is yours, man. And yeah. It's going to take that from you. I, ultimately, like, I mean, we all have different experience with it. And, I, you know, I've had, I've had definitely had bugs. I've had latency before. But at the end of the day, I've done many, many gigs since 2012 with Serato DJ. I had yeah. zero problems. Yeah. And mm. when I had, I can say the same for Scratch Live, but I also had problems with Scratch Live. So same. it wasn't completely like I mean you know our memory and retrospect can sometimes change the you know the, mm -hmm. the memory of it right, but right. I definitely had problems with any computer and any software I've used so you know at, at the end of the day I think you know yeah scratch live is great and it's it was always super solid and and Serato DJ now and in, in my in my perspective is super solid and okay. I use it all the time do you still it. have people call asking you uh, why Asking you to bring back Scratch Live or just, oh, yeah. just, just, just only about ten times a day. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Should have kept, kept Scratch, bro. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, it's just comes down to that—the fact that you know you just can't do that. And I mean, since we got we're talking about technical stuff and you know the future of things, like I was saying to to Miles just earlier about um, uh, the future of like OS systems, like uh, Catalina's coming out. A lot of people like freaking out, like, "Whoa, shit! What's happening with Catalina? iTunes is gonna disappear!" And oh my god, what's happening? And there is some serious shit coming with that, and we we do know about that at this point because I've gone to beta, and one of those things is um, they're going full 64-bit, and this might be really geeky shit, but you know, Scratch Live is a 32-bit program, for example, so S Scratch Live obviously won't work on it, but mm -hmm. that means a lot of other programs that are also 32-bit won't work on this OS system. Yeah. Um, so something to consider, you know, before you download or upgrade your OS f to Catalina is like. Do I need anything that's a 32-bit program? I mean, shit, they still make Ableton in 32-bit. So, you know, you got to make sure. Wow. There's, there's lots of things. I mean, they also do 64-bit, just yeah. Ableton, shout out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's lots of programs that are based on a 32-bit, you know, ecosystem, and they do need to update to 64-bit. And that's what we were, like, really worried about. So we got on that stuff, like, a year ago. Mm, yeah. And that's why Serato DJ Pro, when we launched Serato DJ Pro, that was the thing. It's 64, but we're ready. We're ready for the future. And wow. so, okay. kind of, yeah. Like, there's definitely a lot of consideration in what we do, um, especially since we know DJs are using it in a professional, like, in front of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, people like A-Track, people like Craze, Jeff, you know, like, yeah. big dogs. You know, we don't want to, like, screw them over. It's, yeah. like, their right. livelihood. <laughs> mm -hmm. So would you suggest, like, as a disclaimer to all DJs, when there's a new OS update, to just kind of not not be trigger happy and just wait sure. yeah. and just wait it out and see and what happens yeah read, read yeah, as much sure. as you can before you you, you pull that trigger yeah but i used to be one of those guys like the you know on the apple beta list <laughs> and i just can't wait to see what this ios is going to do on my phone and then i always pay for it yeah yeah I was, you guys are really good though when when uh when the new ios is getting updated or whatever you guys always put up a picture on the Serato Instagram, like yo, mm -hmm. hold off, don't jump to ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we've been, well. yeah, we've been intentional, and you know, the marketing team and the social team. Shout out to them back mm -hmm. in HQ has been, you know, very intentional about just educating people because. Yes. You know, we read all the comments. We see people just being Sorry if there's ever been one of mine because there's been times that I go off. <laughs> nah, no apology needed. I mean, well, I, no, I'll I take know, that apology. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, yeah. For Sorry. Me, cut. For me, you know, I, 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 I get it, you know. It's it's sometimes it's hard to read, but I get the frustration when it's it's the crowd's not going to go, you know, oh, his computer must be fucking up. They're going to go, this dude is whack. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I get it. 
So I have a question. You mentioned that Catalina is like a, it's going to launch the new OS for Mac, right? Yep. Do you know when that's ready or ready to go or no? Well, they say in September. Usually or September yeah. is the is the launch. September. September? The new iPhone OS. Comes out so then mm-hmm. they're deading iTunes altogether. Well, so that I've that's heard a good this question. rumor. I've heard this rumor because I still manage all my folders in iTunes. Yeah, who, who does still does that? I, 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 I do. Well. Well. I, think I don't. Does I, I yeah. don't. But <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I've yeah. I just try to eliminate. I really admire the guys who have their own crates. And yeah, because so yeah, that takes a lot of diligence. That's something I did a long time ago, just yeah. because I just try. I try to eliminate like variables in between me and the crowd. So right, right, right. <coughs> it's the same thing with like I have the 2017 machine. I don't use dongles because. Again, now I'm dependent upon this dongle to work on top of everything else that's going on. They make a USB-C cable, just use that, right? Just use it, yeah. So what I is say, this dongles? What is this? It's still like the extender so that you put on the there's, So there's a USB-C cord, the orange one right here. Oh, this? Yeah. That's a regular just USB-B to USB-C. <laughs> yeah, like and a mini. I, like and a I, mini recommend, I recommend people use those instead of and using dongles. This is a dongle. It's well, that's a so hub. That's a USB hub. I mean, you know. It's the same thing. Yeah. So it's essentially <laughs> the same thing, Got but... It. But yeah, a lot of a lot of folks still don't even know that they make those cords so that you don't have to use a dongle. Shout out Tech Tools. Yeah, definitely. I got Shout out can I say that? Sorry. I was gonna say pause when I heard dongle, but I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a weird word, but it's not yeah. like a pause word. Yeah. So But anyway, I say all that to say <laughs> as 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 much as iTunes worked for me at a certain point, I just I just try to eliminate additional things that could fuck up on me. I but, think what they're trying to get rid of with that ransomware was the iTunes store, not the iTunes fully. So this is my understanding. So um, the, I'm not a representative of Apple, but from what, what I've learned is it's not, it's like they're breaking up all these different parts that of iTunes that are you know part of it currently. So you got podcasts part of iTunes. You got yes. movies part mm-hmm. of iTunes. Yeah. You got TV shows part of iTunes. You got music part of iTunes mm-hmm. and you got iTunes yeah. store. So I think what they're doing is they're just breaking up movies, podcasts, you know, um, your music will just be like music. Um, but it'll, yeah, so what, what we know at this point is that there are some changes and that we're working on fixing that so that when it does launch, it'll just work the same. You may have to press one button to like get it to read. Yeah. But yeah, we're just working on that right now yeah. with, with the beta that we've got. Because I, honestly, like the, the, the concept of iTunes being an MP3 like uh, database, right? Pretty yeah. much what it was. I mean, that's completely dated right now. Everyone's streaming. Yep. Yep. And, you know, we're the only dudes that really are using those MP3s, I, I would say, on a regular basis, right? Yes. Yeah. Because it had to do with uh, uploading music and MP3s to iPods and so forth. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I had a question because, you know, we obviously have DJ City, who is our sponsor. <clears throat> are you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, actively looking for new alternatives for actually streaming through, directly through Serato? You so mean- people can actually... You know, upload and and uh, you know, you, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you mean like in the way we've done title and SoundCloud, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like kind of more, if like a more DJ, like you know, kind of more with extended mixes and so forth and so on. You well, know, I guess having remixes and stuff. And you know, with, with DJ City, I mean, we're we're partners with them. We we love those guys. So yeah, yeah. Same as you guys. You know, what I mean, we work really closely with them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing we can really talk about. But yeah, we definitely talk to them all the time. Right. And that is definitely a discussion that's happened. But okay. I, I mean, was just trying to pull some information. We're trying to get some uh, leaks. <laughs> no, because I we we th- you know we've like theorized what beat source and this launch of beat source is going to be mm-hmm. yeah and you know one of the theories that we, we were talking about was that beat source will be the first i know you guys are working with title mm-hmm. and all these That's music awesome. streaming yeah but like as a record pool you know like a record pool streaming platform that has you know songs 
from EDM, open format, hip hop, reggae, Afrobeats, everything, and having it have it, you know, be DJ ready with extended mixes, yeah, you know, short dream. edits and certain yeah, streaming directly but to I think Serato. All that stuff ultimately doesn't even fall on us or even them. A lot of that's just like l- uh, label licensing and licensing and all that stuff. Yeah, right? all that yeah. publishing shit. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of out of the hands of like, especially us. We we don't deal with the record labels or any of the songwriters and yeah. or creators in that way. Yeah. That's definitely on DJ City and Beat Source. So it's all the legal shit that's really slowing it all down. But For do you sure. think the technology is already it's ready? It's, re- it's being ready. Yeah, we've right. had streaming in, in Serato since Pulse Locker, which was at the time fucking dope i used that shit all the time lots of people used that it was super sick vice used it j-rock used it we were loving it man i could mm. i could you know store all my music offline and then go dj shit it was uh-huh. so dope yeah and uh, you know even to this day i used the soundcloud and the title feature i made like a playlist like just in case i needed to log in on someone's computer and have all like all my bangers you know what i mean mm-hmm. just had like a super like party starting playlist and you know there's definitely a lot of features but like you said having like intros is is definitely the dream it's just you got to get those like Universal and Warner Bros, whatever Sony, all those guys are gonna be like, okay, we're cool with this. Right. Intros and acapellas, yeah, insane. We definitely need acapellas and instrumentals. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. core DJ shit, right? I mean, I kind of get the idea why the labels are slow to respond to yeah. that shit because then, you know, you're just putting your intellectual property in somebody else's hands <laughs> and going, hey, change it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're thinking of like the you know the ones that are done well, but think about how much bullshit is out there in yes. terms of edits. So yeah, lot, of yeah. course, yeah. Gotta have so, to with the bad, I guess. So the question I have another question that that kind of this was my main thing, and I think I would love this would be that let's say you know let's say that we're streaming record pools directly from BeatSource or from DJ C or whoever, and I log into my Serato DJ Pro or whatever that's linked to the streaming. You know, mm-hmm. platform mm-hmm. never gets on and he's like you know what i'm gonna log on and when he logs on all of his crates show up and all of his music shows up is that even possible is that something that I'm can sure happen it, i definitely think that's possible i just don't know if like we can do that like um depending on like you know like you got to think about like okay if you're dj and then never wants to come on is this like me asking you about like flying cars and shit <laughs> pretty yeah. much man. yeah <laughs> but, but, but like this sounds like you you're very wishful right now <laughs> but, but check check it is out is there like, gonna be a cure for like you know like cancer and aids yeah, and yeah. stuff yeah. you know yeah. so robert got it <laughs> so on the control we're working yeah. on it right now actually yeah, yeah. yeah. back yeah, in new zealand yeah. Yeah. Exactly. at hq right <laughs> you know the milk and calorie trees and kiwi birds to get the elixir I mean, how come you guys <laughs> don't know this shit yeah why are we here why are we why are we here any sense. <laughs> no, but it's this is all stuff that do you guys even talk about this shit or oh, like yeah. now or yeah, just yeah. talk about it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. that we've yeah, man. I mean, I can't talk about it, but I've seen some shit that stuff has been developed at Serato and I'd be like, oh my god, that's gonna be the shit, and yeah. it never happens. You're like, oh right. shit, <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's for like a really good reason yeah, too, yeah, and you're like, yeah. god, I didn't even think of that reason, yeah, but yeah. it's like, fuck, Damn. you know, yeah. like there's definitely solutions and and ideas and and things I've cooked up, and I've just been like, that's it, that's it, and then it's like, oh, but we can't do that thing because mm-hmm. of this, and I'm like, oh, what? Yeah, sometimes when we have artists through. In fact, all the time when we have artists through, people go, "You know what? You know what would be dope and super easy for you guys to do?" <laughs> and then they fire off some idea, and I'm just, like, "Just fly sa- a Tesla across sa- the fucking country." Sound, sounds like a person with no experience in coding, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the sad. Pr- that's the sad truth. That's that's really the sad. And that's truth. not a shot at you. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you that, don't that's know. Code. That's just the sad truth, though. Yeah, is yeah. like coding and like all these other things. Like right now, 
you know, we're working on updating Serato DJ to be able to do more and better, cooler shit. Yeah. But just the like the little things that we do have to do could affect like major things like your library or like, you know, the way yeah. the things play. And, yeah. and, you know, if we start fucking with that and we put it out, I mean, we've already dealt with that, the worst case scenario, which was like kind of like the first iteration of Serato DJ. We, mm-hmm. we, we launched a, a software that did have a couple things that we didn't detect early on. Mm-hmm. And we've learned from those, those mistakes big time, you know? And I think that's why we always do really good like beta testing. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but like Serato has a beta program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, and I think P probably being part of that. Um, where you know we put out like an early version of the software for people to try at home and like get familiar with it so that when we do release it those folks have kind of like showed us what it should should be doing and we we really make sure we do that properly because if we don't and we don't get that feedback then we put some shit out and it gets and it's whack and everyone hates us (laughs) is there a fixed group of djs that you guys uh like kind of uh talk to for like up like what should we do what is your suggestions like you know was there anyone that actually helped like with the design and the functionalities of Serato DJ Pro before well, it launched? You know what I mean? AM, man. I mean, I right. think AM, A-Track, Jeff, you know, all of those guys. That, I mean, you look at AM and how influential he was in the launch of Scratch Live. Like, yeah. we wouldn't be here without people like him and Jeff and A-Track. Most like, definitely. Yeah. A-Track and AM and definitely, Jeff, I yeah. think those are the trifecta mm-hmm. of people that were the most vocal and spread the gospel. Of, I mean, A-Track, when we interviewed him here, he told us about, like, you know, he went up with Scratch Live on tour with Kanye West for the first time, and everyone's like using these playback machines that had were just like instant replay, instant yeah. replay. Yeah, oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah, and <laughs> we, yeah, and we were like, holy shit! And he's like, yeah, I was the first guy that were like saying that we shouldn't use this computer on stage, and he's like, no, it's solid. I'm gonna do it, and he like broke down a fucking barrier for us. Like, right. so massive shout out to A Track, and then Jeff's the same way. Like, people were fully hating on him. Here's the fucking OG going out, putting his name on something, putting his name out on the road, using this software for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. and AM, it was, I mean, we got an AM mode because yeah, AM of AM. Mode. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, to this day, you know, like we'll, we'll definitely talk with those artists, Z-Trip, um, you know, and, and, you know, Z-Trip was really also another right. big, uh-huh. big advocator for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he was one of the most vocal guys. We did this thing, um, every year we do this thing with Jeff called the Playlist Retreat, which oh, is yeah. coming yeah. up in I August. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And one year, the first year I went there, Sonny was there as well. Oh, yeah. As a, as an artist, actually. Yeah, yeah. And um, I had to present. It was, a, <laughs> yo, it was a trip, dude. It was like presenting to like your DJ heroes in a room in a yeah. small basement in Jeff's house, and they're like, "Okay, what you got?" And I'm just like, oh, "I gotta tell you guys all this shit about Serato." <laughs> and, <laughs> and take the criticism in the boldest way possible. Yeah, and You're Z from Serato, boo! Right, well, right. Well, Z, Z what is a, Z. I mean, I've, I have a really good personal relationship with Z because I was there. I picked up Z when he was having the worst time with Serato DJ, and mm-hmm. and um, I. I really worked hard with him to try and like salvage that. He was like, I'm going, I'm fuck this shit. It's like a bad relationship. I, you know, you guys wow. have just fucked up. And, you know, we heard, I heard that firsthand from him. Um, and I was like, well, what do you need me to do? Do you want me to come and like help you get your, your new computer sorted? I flew, I flew down to San Diego, spent a weekend with him at his house, got him working. He's been loyal for, for that ever since. And wow. when we went to that playlist retreat, I'm si- I'm sitting in, the, in this room. You got DJ Scratch, Jeff, Quest Love. Sp- you got you know the everybody. gods. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, everybody, everybody, everybody who there, influenced yeah. me to do what I do. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yo, just straight up, thank you guys for everything you do. Here, I'm gonna try and show you some shit that may be helpful to you. And they're all just like, oh shit, that's really dope. That was uh-huh. the best feeling. Except when Z-Trip was like, why the fuck don't you guys have a two deck offline player? Right. And I was like, oh, um, uh, this guy might be able to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. But wait, what was his what was his uh, issue? What did he want? Uh, two. I, I have a New Zealand accent, so when yeah, I say yeah. two, 
deck offline player at Sanctum. Two deck offline yeah. player. Yeah. So okay. it's like the practice mode, like when you. Oh, the practice mode. Got it. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. 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 is that like, why you guys implemented that? Exactly right. Yeah. That's amazing. Exactly. That's that helps a lot. It does. Yeah, that does help. yeah, yeah so does. big shout to Zach. It was definitely his, like, he pushed that needle because uh, he took that opportunity where we were all in a room and we had this, like, the founder, AJ of Serato, in the room and the product planners. And he was like, I'm going to take this opportunity to speak my mind. And he's definitely good at that. And, um, and he was like, this is the time to let everyone know how important this is to us. Because he told me and I told everyone, but, you know, it's very hard to, to pass that message with that same you know intention as he as he needed to to yeah. to the you know the people that are going to make the change yeah. mm-hmm. and he was like this is the way it's going to be we got to get this in here every like tractor has it you know th- i'm on a plane i'm going to a gig i need to be able to put two songs together why the fuck can i do that why do i have to plug in a box and mm-hmm. everyone's right. just like yeah you know what you're right. I used, yeah. to, I used to plug. I used to have iTunes open and Serato yeah. at the same time yeah. and try to yeah. see if that would work. That was the standard way to. Yeah. Practice the, it. yeah. Oh really? I, did, I never used to run both of them at the same yeah, time. Me either. Yeah, I would yeah. do that. That was my practice mode. Mm-hmm. Like, does this work with this? <laughs> oh really? That's yeah. pretty smart actually. That's not bad. <laughs> and if I can, the little product plug is that now we even have even more expanded where it's not just mixing two songs together. You can DJ the whole fucking set right off your laptop and record it and use yeah. effects mm-hmm. and yeah. use your samples all that without being plugged. In. Let me tell you how much I spent on my first Serato box because I couldn't. <laughs> now you give it for free? Damn it, <laughs> it's, not, it's not free. It's not well, free. It's not oh, it's not free. It's, like damn, it's damn near, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, how much is it? How much? $29. $29. Yeah. $29. Yeah. 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 Just, no, just once. Just, yeah, it's just. It's called the Play Expansion. Right, it's called the Play Expansion. I spent $800 on the first Serato box. Well, yeah, I mean, just still. $800? That was probably six something plus tax and the insurance. What year? It was like $400. No, it was. It was like five hundred, five fifty. Was okay. this was like an oh nine? I can top all you guys. I bought it in Canada for a thousand dollars. What? <laughs> so which? So which box? Not the SL one. SL one. You paid eight hundred dollars for. It was like six plus. Close to 800. I just remember pulling out 800 and giving it to the dude. Somebody Damn. saw you coming. You got vomed, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, guitar center. <laughs> like, yeah, they pocketed, <laughs> they pocketed like three off of you. That shit was selling yeah. out, though. Like, you, yeah. you know, it was like, I remember that, those SL1 boxes. I had to wait like a week to get it because they were sold out. I went to the store and they were like, no, we don't have it. We're waiting on another shipment. And I even waited to be a holiday weekend just to see if the price would go down. Oh, shit. Actually, I think I got a discount at Rock and Soul from Steve because no one was buying it. And I was like the only one. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. because I was one of the first dudes to hop on Serato, uh, Scratch Live in New York. Wow! After I saw AM at Lotus, sick. And I was like, I need to get this. So I went, I bought a computer, and I got that. And it was only me, Elias Escobar, and Rakhtakan, and Todd Malice who were on at the New York at the time. Wow! It was only us four. That's crazy that you bought a computer. Just I did the same thing. But yeah, I think it's so crazy. Like, I think that's a really good point. Is like a lot of DJs never owned a computer. For you know, especially for DJ, yeah. never even I didn't. I had like a fucking desktop shit. And it was yeah, because insane. we want, we you know we all use like Pro Tools or Logic, yeah. so mm. we wanted a desktop. But right. we never saw the like we. I always saw like a, a laptop or a MacBook as like office shit. Like right. you, know, yeah. you right. want to be yeah. on a plane and like yeah. you want to do exactly. spreadsheets and yeah. like you know all that shit. Yeah. And then it was the first time where we were like, yo, like, and it was it was like the twelve inch right pause. It was like the twelve inch no. Mac MacBook. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. And then I was, was, it was, it yeah. was called a uh, no. shit. What was it called? The twelve um, inch. Have, have, have you seen those now? They it look wasn't like called a MacBook. It was, it was just a, it was just a MacBook. Power, power Mac? No. Yeah. Power book. Power book. Power power book. book. Is what yeah. it was called. Yeah. 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 It was a power book. But I think that's a really good point, though, because like, you know, <clears throat> DJs 
creative people, you know, we didn't really have any interaction with computers until then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I think, like, I mean, if I'm if I could go on a limb here, it's obviously this is a, the Serato thing, but you know, a lot of people don't really understand what what computers do, how they work, and that you know, I'm not saying anyone should, but I'm saying if you're going to use a computer to DJ with, it's a really good idea to get a good understanding of how right. those things work. Yeah. Because that will save you so much stress. Mm-hmm. Like even just where to put files and how files work. Like I, I didn't know a lot about that stuff until I got a computer to use to DJ. Right. Mm-hmm. But now that I know like, oh, if I put a file here and I move it, the computer's, you know, maybe find it. Thinks it's, it's just, yeah, yeah. I got to mm-hmm. relocate yeah. it or whatever. So yeah. you, you got to understand shit like that. And it, it helps so much more. It's actually helped me a lot in my personal life as a person, yeah. being organized, like now I use things like Google Calendar and like Google Drive and shit like right, that. Right. I'm like so much more efficient at life mm-hmm. because I know how to use a computer. So, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, I think when I first got, uh, you know, the PowerBook <laughs> and then uh, and Serato, I was like on a campaign telling everyone to switch over. Well, like yeah. I've never, I got you to switch over. You didn't, yeah. Well, I first time I saw someone use it was Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Then I saw Samantha Vonson use it. And after I saw Samantha, I was like, yo, right. And she sounded good DJing on Serato. And I was like, I got to get this. And then Quick was like, yo, you definitely got to get it. Everyone in New York is getting it. Yeah, and I, you yeah, have my yeah. library, like exactly. Sean Perry. Like, I yeah. got Sean Perry. I got, like, yeah. mad DJs to get it. And none of no one ever had, a, like, a, a a laptop ever. And they were like, no. Yeah. That was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no one knew yeah. how to use that shit. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always yeah. had just a desktop for, like, mm-hmm. personal home use. Exactly. Like, college, writing papers yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? The first time I saw Serato, um, you guys are familiar with War and Peace? Yeah, of you course. Warren Peace. He was OG, uh, man. a resident at a club in Las Vegas, Raw, and he had it, and I was completely like in awe. And I was like, "What is he doing? Why is he using a laptop to DJ?" And he was kind enough to let me come in the booth with him. He had a, t- uh, a Toshiba because he's a PC guy, loyal PC guy. Yeah, yeah. and he was to killing it. To a fall. I mean, he was doing doubles. <laughs> yeah, he was juggling, and I was just like, my mouth drops. And I was hey. like, I have to, yeah, pause. Yeah. Man, that guy is super technical <laughs> with the computer too, man. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. he's showing us shit. Like, I mean, that guy was that's definitely part of like beta testing yeah. and stuff yeah. for Serato. Well, when we had him on, he yeah. said he was um, instrumental in you guys keeping um, the, crates. the crates. Yeah, I could like see the that. Pre- the prepare window. The prepare, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were going to yeah. get rid of the, yeah, the prepare the, window. Yeah. And he was like, no, you got to keep that. And they're like, all right. And fine. that would have been definitely way before my time, but yeah. I, yeah. I totally believe that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he told us the first time, I think when he was in Miami and somebody was using it. And he ran up and he like moved people out the way. And he said he spun it back. He's like, "I'm sold. I'm gonna get it." <laughs> like he was told us on the podcast. I was like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Yeah, Warren Peace is a is a man. He's such a good de- like very technical guy who understands yeah. right. this shit yeah. super yeah. well. He's mm-hmm. a lovely dude, man. Was Shout there out a, Warren Peace? Was there a window for you guys that you guys um, wouldn't go out without? Records or without a certain pile of records. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 And what was, was that window right for now. you guys? Because I feel like <laughs> I still carry maybe a year, no. at least. That long? I was just I was just paranoid. Well, I, I just, maybe a I year. Keep three on the cut, just just because for of that. Me, it was like two months, and yeah. I was like, I'm good. Word? <laughs> wow. And yeah. then it became from the records <laughs> to keeping like a few like mixed CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the bag just to have. Yeah, I started carrying mixed CDs. Right, right. It took me like three months to finally use my Serato after I got it. Oh wow! And then I was still carrying a case of records with yeah. me another three months, so probably six months. Yeah, where I was I sold. Know. I was like, "Yo, fuck this! <laughs> I hated carrying crates." I'm yeah. I'm In similar to you though. Like, yeah. I still bring records. I don't I, bring like a, a whole technique nah, bag, but I, I will bring like you know just some essentials at different tempos, just yeah. in case the shit hits the fan and I need to hits the, the fan. The funny and then shit was just through, to man. switch off, maybe because yeah. you know it's the I think it's the easiest way to switch. 
but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back before the um, SL4, 3 and 4, it was, you had to bring like a um, a switch a switch record, yeah, to yeah, switch yeah. over. Yeah. To go through, yeah. The exactly. Throughs, yeah, yeah. still carry through. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. why. It's just I kind of missed it. That was kind of dope. Yeah. To just kind of have a couple records, with, like a yeah. few records with you. And yeah. To see what, uh, who, like, what was your, like, transition? What was your, like, switch records? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be like, yeah, yo, that's your switch record? Like, right, right, right. right, right. right. Yeah. Look, the switch record is just the filler. Yeah. It's yo, not dude. a hit. It's just that yeah. one track. Yeah, yeah, but it had to be, like, you could tell my motherfucker's taste. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But, yo, you remember when Def Jam put out the um survival record with the yeah. um, regular record so yeah. you could switch over? Yeah. yeah. On, yeah. on they the had, like, side. On one the side. side. Yeah, 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 yeah. It had the greatest hits, like Slick Rick, Children's Story. Honestly, yeah. Compilations is the way to go for that. That was a shit that one with, like, different shit. And shout out to the rub they made these like actual transition records they had like mega mixes of like three or four songs in a go so you could have oh, like yeah, different yeah. tempos uh-huh. yeah i had one of those as one of my switch over records oh, like yeah. oh, they, 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 made, they made one of those like a control vinyl and then no, switch over. It, it was, was just, just a vinyl that you could you know a record that you could keep that had like it was like a mega mix oh, it had like okay, my okay, boo okay. ghost town djs that was like the 130 like miami bass and they had like a just want to love you jay-z 100 bpm section right. and then they had like a 70 like ti what you know about yeah, it like yeah speaking of the rub you you spun the rub a few times right yeah, yeah. marvel and i yeah 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 i love those guys uh you and marvel have uh you you so you're from new zealand but you moved to you went to lived in vancouver for a little bit still do yeah yeah you still live there yeah and then you guys have like a crew out there yeah you were part of the freshest still am part still of the freshest. yeah you're yeah. part of the freshest and then Live Evil, right? Yeah, that's Mike and I. Uh, Marvel, DJ Marvel and I is like a yeah, kind of production remix project. Yeah, because you guys work with like Fool's Gold. Yeah, well, we worked with P-Lo. That was like our last single that we did that was kind of Jay Worthy is another one that we worked with. But yeah, like rappers yeah. and remixes. P-Lo from oh, the Bay, right? Yeah, from the Bay. P-Lo from oh, the Bay. Oh, dope. Yeah. 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 But yeah, um, yeah, that's just like... Same squad. Uh, so what did you uh, work yeah, with yeah. him on? Uh, just a single. We did a single called Throw It. Okay. Um, and it was like, this is a couple of years ago now, but... Um, yeah, he's yeah. He, we're big fans of like Bay Area music. Shout out Bay Area. Shout mm-hmm. out Derek Destruck. Um, yeah. Shout out Jay Spinoza. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, throw yeah, throw it is the name of the song. It's Pilo, and that kind of came through um, his manager David Ali, who's uh-huh. also Kalani's manager. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, that was that's kind of what that is really. Damn. Yeah, we're I still making yeah. beats. You used to, and then uh, are you still DJing as much, or does Serato like take a, a lot of your time and stuff like that? Serato is like my main focus for yeah. like not but yeah like that's my day job and and that's what I spend like probably most of my thought on but um yeah I still definitely do DJ I have a radio show in Vancouver and I still produce and put out records mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's uh, definitely a shift of focus from being like a full-time I was a full-time DJ I was yeah. a full-time DJ slash producer when I was part of the freshest we did we still do stuff but you know as I've got a little older I just wanted to shift my priority and you know, it's. I think Sonny and I talk about this a lot because you know Sonny is also a very accomplished right, producer, yeah. DJ, yeah. and um, I mean, you, you, you're like your resume dates back to DJing for Bahamadir. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, Jay uh, Live, yeah, yeah. 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 Jay Live, uh, Ragin Rights, yeah, yeah, for sure, Mister Live. Can you clear up some something for me about Jay Live? Sure. Was he the first DJ? Was he the first rapper to DJ for himself? He was the first one I saw do it. Yeah, that's yeah. I can only speak for I what I've li- seen. I saw a little static between him and Skills. Skills, yeah, skills. yeah. But it's I like a little like playful static. Yeah, yeah. Know. They're they're grown men, so they sorted rights, it out. But know, yeah, I, I, I had a feeling that might happen when I saw Skills' video. I was like, yeah, oh yeah. boy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go, two homies. But yeah, no, they they, they sorted it out. That Both. J that J Live record, Bragging Rights, 
has to be one of the pinnacle underground New York records Agreed. of all time. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. dope. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. That yeah. must have been a fun time, though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as my he's one of my favorite people to DJ for just because he is a DJ, so he gets mm-hmm. what's involved. You know, we build the set together in a way that like DJs would. Yeah. And you're from you're from Philly, indeed. Okay, and then Ill Vibe Collection Collective Collective. Yeah. Sorry, it's all good. And then uh, you guys have probably one of my one of the illest mixtapes, the best of the native tongues. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We did that a while. You just sent that to me the other day, right? Oh yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really dope. The beginning was dope. Thanks, man. Like, yeah, yeah I did. The, I did the, super dope. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, I did the first part, but and um, I've yeah. always seen your your mixtapes around. And yeah, I, but I just didn't know it was like a part of you guys. Like, yeah, yeah. collective mm-hmm. like the yeah. the remix bound joints, the covers. Yeah, yeah, was just really recognizable at the time. Dope. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. to my partner Panic. He's uh, you know, he was our visual director for years, so he basically did all the you know artwork and stuff for Ill Vibe. And then so at, at, like you were just talking about like at, at some point you guys were full time DJs. Yeah. And then at, at what point do you guys transition and kind of like you know kind of like all right, well I'm just gonna you know Serato needs me and there's this opportunities an here. I well, gotta be an Avenger. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what it was <laughs> for me, because because I moved from I moved from Philly to LA about three years ago with no job, and at the time I was you know still full time DJing, tour DJing every now and again, but for the most part just doing clubs. But I got tired of having cell phones shoved in my face every night, and you know bachelorettes barking barking orders at me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't really want to be that guy every night when, once I moved to L.A. You don't enjoy that at all? <laughs> <laughs> it's, my favorite thing. That. It's, my favorite, it's my favorite thing in life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to me, it was it was just about just trying to diversify my skill set and, and, and also monetize the skills that I've, you know, just learned over the years. Because you guys know, I mean, you can DJ well, but in order to, like, have a party, you got to know how to throw an event. You got to... You know, you got to sometimes you got to know how to do design. You got to know how to work social media. It's like yeah. all these yeah. things that you didn't sign up for when you started playing records. Yeah, definitely, now, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. Now and now you have to, to, to learn how to do those things at, mm-hmm. a, at a kind of a high level and compete with people who just do that. Mm-hmm. So but props to those people. Man. For sure. Props the DIY the, shit is, is what made us in, yeah. in Philly, you know, because you get tired of waiting on people and, and depending on, you know, unreliable you know sources, sources for things yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i just put it that way but um my thing when i moved here was i wanted to be able to monetize those things with a company i cared about so how was djing i mean you've been djing in philly so you moved to la from philly three years ago yeah so you've been djing philly through the 2000s and uh 2000 yeah. early 2010s i started getting paid for djing in 94 he was also DJ wow. in New York, right as well yeah for yeah sure. for sure shout mm-hmm. out to rich medina spinner bobito everybody who gave me a shot mm-hmm though yeah Yo, it's it, to me like i think philly is one i mean there's a bunch of cities that i'm not very like i don't know much about yeah but i remember the rub they used to do road trips to philly yeah and you know obviously because of cosmo baker Definitely. at the time in yeah. the early 2000s and i used to roll with them yeah and uh i think it was who we we would go hang with like nick nick catch dubs yeah yeah, yeah 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 we would go club. yeah mm-hmm. and then we would like uh check him out and then um but i always like I was very I didn't I didn't know what the Philly like what the Philly wave was all about like at that time like I didn't I didn't I didn't know the club scene back then and what was popping back then you know yeah. what I mean All hell is breaking loose outside by yeah. the way Yeah, what's going <laughs> yeah on, I was going to say you want to start talking about Philly We're supposed to be talking about Philly since <laughs> Philly Philly just started coming to Philly heard us We let the dogs All the motherfuckers heard us talking about Philly just started coming out of nowhere Yeah that's crazy 
Philly's wave is just soulful. You know, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's um you know it tends to be a, a cliche and overused term, but that's the best way I can describe it. Because even if you think about back to like the Philly International days, you know. Philly was instrumental in, you know, the disco era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of that M- funk soul. MFSB. Mm. MFSB, yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, shout out to Pete Humphreys, who was, you know, part of Sigma Sound and was instrumental on a lot of those records M- and M- how they M- sound. McFadden and Whitehead. Whitehead, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I just, uh, when you think about that time, it's like they, Philly couldn't miss. And I think a lot of that kind of trickled down to the neo soul era. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot yeah, of those definitely. a lot yeah. of those artists were they grew up on that sound. They were influenced by it, but they you know modernized it. Mm-hmm. And um, the Roots played obviously probably the biggest role in terms of definitely. like putting Philly on the map for the rest of the world. But as a you know as a DJ, <coughs> sorry, you grow up with you know not only having you know a, 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 a rich and diverse like musical palette, but it's also a very tough city to play because people are critics they feel like they've heard it all they've seen it all you know they they boo they they'll boo you they don't give a shit you know and and one of the things that i appreciate about being from philly is just like we're straight shooters you know there's we're not going to sit here and just lie to your face you know um so with that when you perform that's the energy that's coming yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they don't they don't care if you're Beyonce, they will boo you. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. So what's the what's the I'm always curious like uh like during the the late 2000s, early 2010s, the EDM boom. What was going on in Philly during that time? I was so curious about that. Well, well you mean in terms of like you Were know Vegas like, and AC becoming like more of the centralized locations for Parties? No, or? no. I mean, like, what were y'all playing? Like, because everywhere, we, everyone had to play EDM at some point or yeah, some LA type of LMFAO. Well. Yeah. You know, I know what was going on in LA. I know what was going on right. in New York. I know what was going on in Miami. I yeah. know what was going on Even in Vegas, Frisco. obviously, because I was there. Right, right, but right. I was wondering what, what was going on in, like, you know, I had an idea about Chicago as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. But Philly, I was always curious. And, you know, Philly has become known, notorious for just just breeding amazing DJs Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah I mean there was definitely a little bit of that there was a little bit of bottle service and you know you have to cater to you know um, young girls going out to shake their butts and all that so there's 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 some of that but I feel like for me it's it's always been about just keeping it diverse you know because even even if I am going to play like those records in a night I'm still going to play tribe records I'm still going to play biggie records or you know, or whatever the current rap is, or or whatever, and and I think that that's what's pe- that's what people expect right. <clears throat> in Philly. Like right now, we just call it open format. Mm-hmm. You know, when when Wes and like low budget started Holotronics, it was like the mashup era. Right. But in Philly, it was just DJing. You know, all the mixtapes that I used to listen to when I was a kid was just people playing everything. I was mm-hmm. getting snuck into the club when I was like thirteen. And it was, you know, you hear Big Daddy Kane records, you hear, you know, Everything, yeah. Fuck, yeah, whatever, That's Bahamadia records, and, and then you hear, like, you know, Carrie Chandler records. It was like, it was just DJing to yeah. us. Yeah. It's just hip hop, but yeah, it's like, yeah. We, we always talk about this that nightclubs have, they don't want to be called a hip hop club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have to label something, yeah. you know, open format. Yeah, they definitely, it. someone created that shit. I want to know who created that word. Someone, open in, format. someone in marketing. Yeah. Probably. We didn't Probably. do that. <laughs> no. I want to know where that fucking word, it. where that, Category where the fuck that came from? <laughs> I know. For real. To be honest, man, you how sound, did you, you sound, you sound like you're ready to fuck that? Uh, fuck that word up. Uh, <laughs> I just so don't I understand it. Like, when did it start popping up? Like, 
four years ago, three years ago. Open oh, format. Open format. I, I was hearing oh. that way before that. It's like 2006, seven. I'm like 08, 07 no. was the earliest. As soon as mashup, yeah. kind of, as soon yeah. as mashup, like right after mashup, right. yeah. yeah, it was yeah, right. It was oh. mashup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? yeah. I didn't yeah. really start format. hearing it till like EDM started going down, and then yeah. they were just like, "Yo, he's in this no, it it's open format now." Yeah, yeah. It was before that. When I really? first when I yeah. first started hearing open format, it was usually applied to people who play things that don't go together. Yeah. And they don't go together for a reason. I, I remember I heard it first. <laughs> really? <laughs> I remember first time I've heard it that was. That sounds horrible. The way a DJ, a DJ Here's my Duran Duran Jay-Z mix. Okay, cool. I'm not going to your um. night, but cool. See, that was like mashup to me. That was yeah. just like. Nah, I heard a DJ. Someone was uh, presenting something to DJ M or in an interview or some shit. And he was, they're like, open format DJ, DJ Am. And I was like, oh, that's that's the way his style is. He's not just hip hop. He's everywhere. Really? Yeah. See, I always oh, thought that open format was a DJ that had the ability to play all genres. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's, yeah, 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 that's what it is. Would yeah. mash, literally mash them up in the middle of mm-hmm. like a hip hop acapella over a rock yeah. beat. Or yeah, yeah, just yeah, doing yeah. that. I'm blurring the lines right. a little bit, but you're right. Yeah. You're yeah. 100% right. Uh, what do you call it? That's uh, how did you hook up with Bahamadia? Oh, through Hezekiah. Him. So, um, so yeah. So I used to DJ for Hezekiah for for years, and and um, and he worked a lot with Bahamadia. He worked with all the legends in Philly. Yeah. And uh, I think at the time Bahamadia was working on a, a mixtape or something, and she was like, "I need a DJ to do this right," because I think she had attempted it a couple times, and then uh, he was like, "Oh, my, I got the dude for you." And I'm prepared. I'm like digging for vinyl days. I'm like digging for a party that we did regularly in Philly. And I got a call and it's Hez. And he's like, uh, yo, you busy? And I'm like, kind of. And he's like, well, I'm about to put Bahamadia on the phone. Hold on. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, I had collage when it came out. And I knew all the words to True Honey Buns and all yeah. that. You know, she was a hometown hero. So yeah. Yeah. to to um, to work with her was like a dream come true. And she's she's so seasoned in every way. And she's still just as good as she was in 95. So Yeah, she's still mm-hmm. touring, right? Yeah, she's still touring. She tours with Eclipse. So shout out to Eclipse. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. sure. yeah. Did you grow up around the same era that Diplo and hundred percent in the Philly? Yeah. yeah, we actually our crew Ilvi. We used to do sound. We used to provide the sound for the holotronics parties. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, and I, and I feel like you know a lot of people in Philly who are familiar with us and they they we're totally polar opposites in terms of what we do musically because mm-hmm. you know they were just turning up. Not not that they were just turning up, but their priority was to just like create that college party vibe and for us we we more so like lean towards the rich medina side of things musically yeah like Mm -hmm. i want to get off records that you never heard i want i want you to leave the club like i don't know what that fela shit was but i'm with it now and that that was kind of our thing but you know holotronics was just like let's just turn up so a lot of people just didn't even know that we have any association with them whatsoever but yeah we're good we were good friends is there like a pressure coming out of philly as a dj there's a well. There's pressure in Philly, okay. or do you mean when I go like other places and people go? This peers, is like, guy. oh, you from you're a DJ from Philly. Like other DJs look at you like, oh shit. Like. There's an expectation. I don't know if it's pressure. I don't take it as pressure, but there's definitely an expectation that I'm gonna be clean. Yeah, at least you know. Um, kind of hard follow up. Yeah, I mean for 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 me, it's it's. I grew up watching like the cream of the crop DJs. Mm-hmm. Like, of course. Yeah. You know, I was carrying Rich's crates and. You know, really getting the chance to study the people who are really doing it for real. So, mm-hmm. nice. to me, if you're going to do it, you got to try to do it as best as you can. Mm. I got a question for Cut Corners. Yeah, you being from New Zealand, mm. I always like to. I always ask DJs from other countries how they get involved with hip hop and R and B. Being yeah. from New Zealand, oh well, yeah, is that a big scene out there? Yeah, well, yeah, it, there is definitely, and at least since I've been alive. But um, 
yeah i mean uh, the 80s and stuff I, i'm an 80s baby but mm -hmm. um how did i get involved with hip-hop well i mean there's a like <laughs> how's the hip-hop scene in new zealand it's, it's healthy man yeah, yeah there's there's probably one of the more well-known new zealand well actually one of the biggest new zealand rap songs ever was swing by savage Mm -hmm. You guys know oh, that? Yeah, song? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's shit. dope. Yeah, yeah so oh, Savage shit. is a New Zealand dude. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought he was a down south dude. Yeah, I, I thought, thought he was Atlanta. too, real talk. That record still goes hard as yeah, a bitch. Yeah, yeah. 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 I saw it with my own eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was Atlanta. No, he's from New Zealand. The other dirty south, I guess. Right. South south. Dirty south. But yeah, so. Are you proclaiming that right now? New Zealand, the other. But yeah, actually, so there's there's a bunch of uh, well, really well respected New Zealand rap artists, um, and you know, New Zealand is um, it's an island country, and it has like a really strong like reggae vibe as well. Uh -huh. um, uh, you know, and a lot of that comes down to the fact. I mean, there's actually Zane Lowe is another extremely famous New Zealander okay, that was in a rap group. Yeah, mm -hmm. So he he's actually probably one of the bigger influences to me because. He used to be a TV host on a New Zealand music music TV channel called uh, Max TV, uh -huh. and it was a public TV music channel. And yeah. um, and he was in a group called Urban Disturbance. Mm -hmm. And my dad and his dad knew each other. Uh, my dad's a radio DJ in New Zealand. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. oh, my wow. dad my dad actually made a rap song. I'm not gonna lie. Are you serious? Nice. Well, oh, he, he just rapped over "Walk This Way." It was, <laughs> so it was in your blood. It was in it was in your upbringing. It was you know? bound yeah, to happen. Yeah. yeah, a little bit, but um, but yeah. So there was mainly. People like him, and then of course skateboarding was like a really important part mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a suburban white kid from New Zealand discovering rap music uh -huh. through like four on one videos and and you know Thrasher and yeah. all mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so that that was probably the main inf in, uh, influence. Also, New Zealand has a really big Polynesian culture, okay, yeah. and Polynesian culture, Maori people specifically, Maori, uh, the the native people of New Zealand, mm -hmm. um, their whole story is fascinating and I, I think if you don't know about Maori culture I really recommend reading it and there's a really good book if you're into reading books or maybe it's a podcast and it's called The History of New Zealand by um, an author called Michael King okay and it's a very it's a very I mean he's a white dude so it's obviously going to have a certain perspective but it's mm -hmm. it's a pretty diplomatic look at like colonization of the country oh, nice. um, and it's and it talks a lot about the history of Maori people in New Zealand but I get I'm going to kind of diverging on that subject but that culture is very receptive to reggae music and identifies mm -hmm. a lot with you know people of color so they have a very strong and musical you know culture and you know like bone thugs are actually huge massive in new zealand really of course and they sell stadiums out and shit and to this to this day um, mariah carey's biggest song biggest number one song um, in new zealand is breakdown is the only kind of song that it went number one and is, is in New Zealand. With Bone Thugs, yeah. With bone That's thugs. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all that stuff kind of like, like well, I would have to be honest with, like, a lot of it came from the fact I lived in, like, the big metropolitan city of New Zealand, which is Auckland, mm -hmm. which had a strong Polynesian culture, yeah. skateboard culture, and then my dad's radio stuff. Oh, wow. That's but amazing. That's, yeah. I think it's probably also important to mention, though, uh, Nick McLaren, who's, um, like, the head um, of product for Serato in, in New Zealand. Uh -huh. uh, he's come to, to the States quite often. He's been on DJ City. You guys may have even uh, met him or seen him, but he's um, he's a very a very accomplished uh, producer, mm -hmm. and he produced for an artist called David Dallas. Um, they had a, a group called Frontline back in the day, and David Dallas is actually kind of a successful 
uh, New Zealand rapper. He's on the head at records out on Duck Down and stuff like that. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Like, I never heard an accent on Savage's swing record. Yeah. Well, I don't think a lot of people in New Zealand want to promote the accent. They want to kind of mimic. He uh, had like a bone America. crusher flow. Yep. He did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Atlanta sounded exactly mm-hmm. like I was like, he's from Atlanta the whole time. But that's the case with a lot of English artists too, right? That, exactly. Like, if you think about like Jamiroquai, I'm like, this dude is not from London. If you listen <laughs> to him sing, I'm like, this dude's from <laughs> Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> oh, I gotta bring back for one one more time for the yeah, yeah. for the new Dirty South. Shout for out New Dirty South. The other <laughs> Dirty the other South. Dirty new Zealand. Wow. Is it a black dude or is it a white dude? Polynesian dude. Polynesian dude. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, wow. See, I I didn't even know that. that. I thought it was a black dude. I thought it was soul brother. <laughs> soul brother? <laughs> I thought it was soldier, soldier uh, boy cousin or something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I could go on about New Zealand hip hop, man. I mean, that stuff's foundational <laughs> for sure. Oh, shit. He looks like, 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 like Punk <laughs> Crush on the low. Oh, yeah. Leo yeah. King, yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at that, yo. Yeah. Um, I'd definitely say skateboarding, though, man. I think yeah. skateboarding, like, mm-hmm. skateboarding is a kind of really important thing for, I guess, the, the generation, you know, yeah. our generation. I think it really broke down a lot of things for people because you could be into, like, misfits or, like, you know, punk rock shit, mm-hmm. and you could like that music, and you could also, like, you know, beat nuts or some shit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was all okay because mm-hmm. if you skateboarded, there was like the. It's kind of like equalizer. that in the States as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like punk rock and then you also like hip hop. It's like. Yeah. yeah. It's like the same thing, basically. Yeah. And you and then the, what's cool is you've even seen like artists like Tyler the Creator. Like, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you guys are fans of Tyler. It's like yeah. his whole yeah. thing mm-hmm. is like the skate thing. He's yeah. like the he's like the next generation of that. Well, mm-hmm. that, that whole mix mash of culture. Exactly. I mean, yeah. he was like mm-hmm. the first rapper probably to really wear Supreme. And I want to, like, I mean, the, the, uh, Dipset did, did it as well, but that dude hung out on Fairfax, and he still does to this day. Yeah. Like, you still see some of the, our future guys walking around Fairfax, but it's that, that skate mentality that just runs on down Fairfax. He was sure. definitely, I would say, definitely one of the first West Coast rappers yeah, to really rap yeah, for Supreme. Because yeah. I know Dipset, Raekwon. Well, Dipset, they, they didn't really wear Supreme. I think but they, they were, were on the T-shirt. They were on a the T-shirt, but like Supreme was everywhere in New York. Yeah. yeah. Well, like New York it, brand. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it LA. wasn't as prevalent until, and it didn't get like as commercially like mainstream until like Tyler fucked with it. Yeah. Almost, even, I would say he almost, he was maybe... One of the culprits who kind of borderline fucked it up for a lot, like a lot of New York motherfuckers see it that way. Mm. That, it's just yeah. kind of like how motherfuckers see like Little Wayne fucked up Bape. Yeah. Oh right, right. right. But, but in saying that, actually, it's yeah. funny you say that when you guys are talking about Tyler being like the first skate guy. Pharrell was like his first skate guy. Well, yeah, skate yeah. 4P. Yeah, yeah definitely. And yeah. Yeah. skaters hated him though, right? Well, you know, I think yeah. it was like a. I mean, he had a he had a Not failed correct. shoe, right? Like yeah. he, had he had the ice cream. Ice cream. They yeah. fucking they hated. I remember skaters hated when. Yeah, when uh, I th- I when he was repping like skateboarding, yeah, and shit. Yeah. they I've fucking hated that shit. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. Yeah, I think certain core. Sk- I mean, skaters are a critical bunch, man. I mean, it's like DJs. They were, they were yeah. shitting on him because yeah. they felt like he was representing he something was that he knew nothing about. But yeah. he skates. Uh, yeah, but to <laughs> them, know, like, even even, yeah. even like with Lupe Fiasco when he came out with kick, when push. It kick Push, yeah. they were like, you know nothing about this culture. You're just making a song because it sounds cool. Fake yeah. poser. Well, yeah. I think Avril Lavigne probably got the most hate though out of everyone. Yeah, she was wearing oh, DC yeah. shoes <laughs> 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 on her front cover. Right, everything is blurred out. Just her in DC shoes and overall. Oh my god, like, what are you doing? Marketing so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you did a rub party? 
Oh, it was a while ago. But I mean, yeah, probably like two thousand. Shit, I can't even remember, man. I mean, like probably two thousand thirteen or something. Two thousand thirteen. That's yeah. not that far. Not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. But but I got a I got a big massive shout out to Eleven and Airs, but especially Eleven. Um, Eleven and Cosmo. Happy birthday! It's Cosmo's birthday today. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Happy birthday, birthday Cosmo. Um, but I gotta say, Eleven was like, uh, he's a, been a really important person in, in my career. He he actually um, was was one of the people that was like when I was just DJing and yeah. not really putting out music. He said to me, "Man, send me some music. I heard you did a couple remixes. They're they're good. Send me some like original music." Mm-hmm. And I sent him an original song, and honestly, like he gave me the confidence to put out like original music. Um, and he put out a record on his record label, 11 Inch Records, put on my first uh, 7 Inch record, which is sold out. And I was just like, man, thank you so much, DJ Eleven, for like being some dude from, you know, yeah, you yeah. Know, New York or uh, originally from the Bay, but, you know, r- looking out and just like uh-huh. on the strength, this, hey, you should do more shit, you know, like, yeah, man, yeah. it's the best. No, no, I mean, Eleven. It's funny yeah. because he pressed your first piece of work as well on vinyl as well yeah it was part of the the motherfucking remix. remix yeah yeah oh really oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was the jam. i did the o3 bonnie and clyde arrested development oh sick and then uh and then there was the part two i did like uh, jay-z it. hey poppy with aha take on yeah. me and stuff but oh, yeah but it was yeah it was like it, wasn't that pump it up with Jimi hendrix on that as well i did pump it up with Jimi hendrix too that was, <laughs> that was dope man that was dope that was, that was <laughs> <laughs> two out of three from the line, but yeah, it was like purple nah, that was haze, that right? was a good one, man. Nah, yeah, that was purple haze, bad, man. Bad. that was dope, man. <laughs> it, was like, it was pretty bad. Doing the rock mashup, nah, it was, it was pretty bad. Nah. Yeah, but I mean, they were they were one of the first dudes on that mashup shit, and yeah. then but uh, yeah, they they're very actually instrumental in highlighting a lot of DJs, definitely and putting a lot of DJs. You don't really see, you don't really see that nowadays. Uh, it's happening more. I like how Scratch Bastard. Is really putting together his barbecue mm-hmm. and, yeah. and mixing a good like of like the OGs and some of the new dudes and and putting that all together and you know actually you know we actually had a meetup uh, a link up DJ City link up in Vegas and a lot of the younger dudes is like yo we don't they don't have this culture of like you know when we would all kind of meet up after our gigs and like hang out at a diner talk shit about what happened that night I feel like they don't have that culture they don't have this like these new DJs, the younger dudes, they don't have this like community where they can just hang out with each other and like talk and like vent and like work with each other and work together. Yeah. It's very much have a, lunch, dinners, whatever. Yeah, but it's very effort. much like a solo effort. Everything yeah, that everybody's doing, on their own. You know what I mean? Just about. What do you think that is? I don't. I have social media. I would assume that you know. I think they think the importance is put 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 like all the efforts and marketing on social media and not really having any like uh, you know. Actual like connections, with, connections people. with people. Like I feel like there's a lot of ego that other DJs might be put on that, or feeling higher ups than the regular DJ. That, or for say the, the social media comes about, maybe the twenty five thousand uh, DJ that with the followers of twenty five thousand doesn't want to hang out with the dude with two thousand followers. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably some ego of like, yo, he's not worthy enough. Yeah. Now that social media comes into play with a lot of shit. I, that's what I think it is. It's Everyone's so crazy, out for though. themselves. Elitism. They, everybody wants to be the star, and you're my competition. So why would I hang out with you at the diner? Mm. It just seems so so ill informed because social media doesn't reflect like influence. Because right. you know, just an example, DJ Dahi, who's like one of my favorite producers. Yeah, you know, he's made fucking songs, biggest songs for Drake, like Worst Behavior. He produced that. He made Money Trees with Kendrick. 
He yeah. had, like when I first started following him, I think he had like fifteen hundred followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. and he'd made those songs already. <laughs> and you know, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, you know. But like, here's a guy who's obviously really making moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet it doesn't reflect on social media. I yeah, think that's right, a total yeah. misconception about social media is that you have to have a high number to be a, an important person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Totally yeah. distorted. It's, well, the difference is that a lot of I feel like a lot of DJs feel like the social media presence is more important than the actual craft or the work behind the scenes. Totally. Yeah. Yep. And they they and they they become so good at marketing that they don't by the time they like get to a point where they have to really know certain things about DJing or or the craft or production or even being able to like talk to people and get gigs that way or like be around DJs and be able to talk to DJs, they don't know how to like function. They're very awkward, yo. If you, you know? if you guys came up in a time like now where skills aren't your leading asset, would you spend less time on skills and more on time marketing. on marketing? Of course, really yeah. Question, definitely, yeah. Definitely, mm-hmm. Nah, I would still do skills. <laughs> I still oh. like the, I think it's, the work ethic of, of trying to perfect the scratch because you're really interested in that. Mm-hmm. I think the, the marketing, like... This happened in LA before when when I used to DJ out here. You have to, like we we spoke about. You have to sell tickets in order to get the slot, to the thirty minute slot or whatever. So now you have to take over the promoting side of it. Yep. And now that was like two thousand eleven. Then social media becomes this big boom. So now you got to be the marketer, the promoter, and the DJ. And it's like, fuck. This is the one thing that I wanted to perfect that to show off my skill and to be known for. But now I got to be, you know, the model, the promoter, and the DJ, which mm. fucking sucks. But that's how I see it. I'll still be going after the craft more so than the fucking marketing. Yeah, but I think you're right, though. I think it's, a, it's also a priority for people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'll be honest. When I first started DJing, I, had, I didn't care about playing clubs. I just wanted to scratch over instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it just mm-hmm. happened to be I got gigs. And to this <laughs> day, that you know, if you wanted to circle right back to, back to it, like, what, why... What a, why am I working at Serato and like what was my thing is my right. priority to really I realized as an adult like what I really want out of music and what I do is I actually just want to make beats and I want to be able to DJ music that I care about mm-hmm. and I know that that's not a financially viable option um, at most of the clubs in Vancouver or where, you know, wherever I am most of the time mm-hmm. and I'm just going to take a job so when I do do that I really maintain that love and passion for the craft of making beats or, or DJing or scratching, whatever it is, yeah. that's going to just, I'm going to be able to pour my heart into that. And that, you know, I'll be able to do this job and I'll be able to do this job really well and it'll kind of complimentary, right? So it worked out well for me. Right. But yeah. at the end of the day, I know that I'm, if I have to do that gig at, you know, I mean, I did it, I've done residencies, I've done, I've done that stuff. And I know when I get this, the phone in my face, this is not, for me, this is not what I'm here for. Right. And I know yeah. that if I need to make money from it, then I have to, compromise yeah. so where is that compromise coming mm-hmm. is it going to be my day job or is it going to be my night or my life job you know mm-hmm. yeah well that's that's a great point to make is that when you start and i think a lot of what you're doing is kind of an older mentality because we were like look we we have to find a way to make money totally and i think i think the young generation they're really smart they're kind of like i'm why am i going to waste my time working for somebody when i could just put my full-time energy on this one thing that I'm building up. Yeah. But they don't realize is that they're still dependent on money. So they compromise a lot of their creative freedom and some of their ethics or whatever they're doing just to make that buck. Yeah. Yeah. Where they would actually have like, they would have, they could actually like protect their creativity a little bit more. Yeah. If they work this other job that kind of freed them up with like 
the financial, you know, gave them some financial stability, then they'd be like, oh, I, I can devote this to my, you know, I can devote this freedom to this creative stuff. I love that. It comes yeah. down to knowing your worth too, though, right? Right. Like, we don't talk about that enough as DJs, I don't think. You know, like, you know, knowing how much you should charge for a gig and maybe missing a gig because, you know, maybe you need that money. Like, that, that might be a, a thing for you, but it's like if you really that's why it's good sometimes to have a day job I maybe mean, that's it's good to have another source of income you know mm -hmm. if you want mm -hmm. if you want to really control your career a certain way maybe you could you can figure out how to how to manage that it just depends on your priorities though right and like if you're going to take that lower paying gig just because you need that money you know how's that going to affect you know when someone else comes to book you for yeah. that that right exactly. that and there's also transparency and in, in desperation <laughs> right so like you know, you're trying to you're trying to mess with a club or a specific promoter. They can they can smell it on you if you're desperate for that opportunity. Yeah. And a lot of times they'll play you. So, yeah. It's a hustle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's funny because like it's actually affecting New York I bet. to the point where like the the clubs are just being like yeah like 350 for the whole night, 300 dollars yeah, yeah. for the whole night. And it's a long night in New York. Yeah, it's a long night in New York. But like these these younger DJs are doing it. Yeah. Because they're just like so hungry to do it. They'll probably and do it for less than that. They, I mean, it's uh, it's getting lower, lower yeah. and lower. Yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah. and and they're not working with each other. You kind of got to like talk to each other a little bit. Like, yep. yo, yo, we're not doing this. We're not taking these gigs. Yep. And you kind of got to like talk to each other. I remember like back in New York, we 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 knew like we wouldn't undercut somebody. Right. Because everyone would like look at you like, yo, that dude is like an undercutter. Yeah, yeah. you're. A he's not one of us. Like right. he's trying to mm -hmm. fuck up the game. Yeah. So you, everyone would have to play their position. Yeah. But the funny thing is, everyone ate. Yeah. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like if everyone kinda plays their position and works together, like everyone still eats. There's enough money like to kinda go around, you know? But yeah. you're talking in a in a time and a place where it was fifty DJs in New York, you know, maybe I'm being probably with less responsibilities than they have now too. And yeah. you are putting your sweat, time and effort into collecting records. Now it's a computer and fucking anybody can get the music for sure, yeah. Quickly. So now and it's more desperate times. Back then, you can play the, okay, guys, you guys sit around table at a diner. It's like, yo, you do this much, we do this much at this spot. That night makes this much. Everyone agree? Yeah, okay, mm -hmm. cool. Break, whatever. But now it's like, well, fucking, you know, Jimmy from down the street just got a laptop and he got his DJ City uh, account for 90 bucks or whatever. And now he downloaded thousands of songs and he became a DJ yep. in one fucking day. I think that's, it's funny you say that because even as DJs, we also need to recognize the, that like that's how bands looked at us. You know, like bands like that played like, you know, cover bands and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Musicians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of like it's funny because. DJing is that like no one wants to go see a band anymore like yep. what's up with that you know yeah. what I mean? like I want to see that but I don't mind a band yeah, yeah I, I like band. that <laughs> you gotta be tight though I grew up watching the Roots so you gotta yeah, be tight yeah. yeah but but you know like it's generally there's there's also a change I think there's I mean this is just a speculation but I think there has also been a kind of change in the behaviors of people going out some people want to go out and they always will and there will always be an audience for that but you know like kids on social media they have so many other options to do and mm -hmm. you can tell when shit's popping mm -hmm. and where to go by just clicking on someone's feed right now it's like yeah it's just a totally <laughs> different game man like, yeah right mm -hmm. and you know yeah back to the bands thing you know like man how do you think those guys feel like no one's paying like a thousand dollars for a, a covers right. band to come to a right. gig yeah. anymore when they can yeah. hire a dj for even half, half that. Of that yeah i also think it had to do with like promoters becoming djs <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know like i mean uh, they you know, see the checks i, I remember like a promoter cut. was like i'm a promoter 
I need to like you know pair up with a good DJ. Yep. Like yo, the you know like you know, yeah. Sunny's dope. I got all the chicks. Let's work together. Right. Yeah. Now the dude's like, yo, I want to be the star and the promoter. Facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, I could just learn a DJ. And it wouldn't even matter if I could really mix. Like the crowd, they're here to see me. They're here yeah. to see me, yeah. and anyway. then I become the promoter, center of attention. So then, it yeah. just, that's a great you know. point. I yeah. remember years ago, I did a tour with Lyft, and I don't know, we were out for fucking forever. Like it felt like a a year and a half of just working this record, and I f- and and at one point during the tour, every single promoter that brought us was on stage at some point, and I was like, this really? is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. They're getting like their Diddy on, kind of right. Yeah. All in the videos, <laughs> dancing, dancing. <laughs> dancing. Come with Sunny. <laughs> yeah, it was. It blew my mind. I was like, damn, you well, count, you're counting the money and performing. How's this work? You're right about as far as having or knowing your worth, because even though, like Jamie said, there's probably twice, five times as many DJs. Yeah, the clubs are still bringing in the same money. Yeah. And that, that's more. something that hasn't changed. So for us to take less, they're yeah. still they're still profiting the same, if not more. Yeah. Well, I think some clubs are are doing the same amount of money, but I think some clubs are really hurting. Yeah. I think nightclubs are hurting. I think the we've spoke about this many times, but I mean, you guys can tell me yes or no. Like, I think the concept of the nightclub and bottle service, it the concept of it sounds so dated to me. Mm. To it me doesn't too. even sound like appetizing to like a young early 20s person no, what no. like you want me to spend six hundred dollars for a bottle when my rent is four times what it was five years ago yeah. right and yeah. it's just kind of like wait so you want me to floss in front of a bunch of strangers when i got already ten thousand followers yeah. and i'm already famous right yeah. and i got chicks dming me like who am i trying to impress yeah like i don't need to do all Fuck that shit yeah. dollar bottle i'm gonna go buy followers it's just a different concept <laughs> yeah. so like the you know the concept of it has to really they gotta really update it all because the only people we see and let's be honest, the real people we see still spending money in Vegas are older motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Sugar daddies. Early, da- early 30s, late 20s, maybe. You know, no, even going to 40s. Count, you know? count my yeah. generation yeah. out. We're not spending yeah. shit on that. I mean, y'all some broke motherfuckers. Yeah, we are, bro. <laughs> I've honestly seen more people in their 40s clubbing, yeah, clubbing. than I have probably in the last five years. Why, do you, think think that a, Why do you think that is? I just think that. It maybe 10, 20 years ago, it was a stigma. Like, if you're mm. still in the club in your 40s. You're the old nigga in the club. Yeah, shit. but I don't yeah. see that now. Yeah. I think I see men and women. I see it more. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. people maybe are enjoying the nightlife more in that age range than ever before. Because yeah. it's an Good. older concept. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, hey, like, we grew up with discos. Let's go to the nightclub. Like yeah. it's, but these younger kids are like festivals, day parties. day parties, pool yeah. parties, you know, warehouse, house parties, warehouse you know? parties. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say that too. Like I was talking to my friends the other day. They're like, "We don't want to go out on a like a weekend night, you know." That fuck that. They want to go out for a brunch on a Sunday and hang out in the daytime, you know, have a DJ playing and be go- be done by like you know nine p.m. and get shit responsible. Yeah, get home to sleep at night. Go to work. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of that is also, I think, economically. I mean, I don't know about. I don't know if I want to if we want to go down this rabbit hole, but um, you know, like houses and rent and all this other shit it's right. all playing a factor man for sure because Definitely. you know you got to keep that that nine to five if that's your if that's your bread and butter you know you can't be turned up fucked up to that you know if, you, exactly, if your rent's man. fucking two thousand dollars a week or whatever you know what i mean <laughs> yeah a minute it feels in la you know what i mean it's not far off i mean day parties are more prevalent to me than those are more than fun. nightclubs yeah. and stuff than, yeah it, it's definitely you know turn up at a day party Get home right on time. I mean, we went to everyday people on Sunday. You know, shout out to Mo. We always mention his fucking party. But, 
you know, by the time we were done, we had time to like go grocery shopping, we went Whole Foods set up equipment, you know, like <laughs> so we're normally like in Vegas. I yo, honestly, man, like Vegas, I think is really killing us as DJs <laughs> because if we're in Vegas, like we DJ till 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Borderline 4 a.m. We all hit each other up like, y'all, y'all want to get some food? Yeah. Some homies are there. Yo, meet us at the strip club. Yo, like getting home at 7 a.m. It's 8 a.m. Sucks, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't miss it. Yeah. The next it's day, like the, the worst next day is yeah, shot. I don't miss it. Yeah. Sure like sleeping till 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah. For real, <laughs> I, have more, I, have, I have more structure now than I've had my whole life. You kind of miss a little bit of it, though. For right? sure. <laughs> I've definitely missed <laughs> <heard laughs> <that element. laughs> For sure. For sure. But be, let me tell you about the sleep I'm getting. I'd be bull-faced lying to, to say I don't miss some of the challenge yeah. of just being in front of crowds every night. Because, you know, it just it, it does something for your brain to have to work that hard. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. It is, it's fulfilling. It is fulfilling, yeah. especially when you do it right. Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck yeah. That's the best feeling. Right. Yeah. 100%. Right. When you do it right and they hear a song that they didn't know they needed to listen and they hit you up. That shit stays that's, with you that's for... That's the high. Until the next gig when yeah. it doesn't go right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then you're just chasing that high. And you're like, I'm quitting this shit. Yes. Considering your, your career decisions at that point. Yep. 100%. <laughs> so uh, you cut. You have the Serato Unscripted, which is uh, basically the podcast. It's the road. Serato Road Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This the road junior. Yeah. It's crazy. Because when we first met Cut and we met him with Marvel, our PR... Um, yeah, shout out to DJ yeah, Marvel. He, yeah. he done no, so we, much we met him. Uh, we met you at Nam. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nam. Yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, I remember CPK. because you had the neon orange beanie. Yeah, and everybody else said that. I heard everybody, everybody had that. <laughs> I was wondering what you was wearing today, but yeah, I think we were breaking someone's balls. Like, where's your neon orange beanie? <laughs> I think you popped up. I'm like, ah, this. Yeah. Oh yeah, but the first when we met you, I was like, oh, you do the podcast for Serati? He goes, no. You said, oh, it's a podcast, guys. And I said, oh, well, you do a podcast as well. And then you're like, yeah, but y'all did it first. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You got, I mean, yeah. you know, we, we've, we've started, we started doing that, what, like last year, just the end of last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah October. Yeah. I think your first one was J-Rock, right? Yeah. It was. Yeah. 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 In October. October last year. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's, it's been a great, uh, like a learning experience to do mm -hmm. it. I mean, you guys do a really good job. You guys ask really good questions. And I don't know if we do a really good yeah, job. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Oh, you, ha you have the listeners to show that you do a good job. Because yeah. people won't listen. For sure, though. You guys, I, I listened to your stuff and I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is exactly what we need to talk about. Stuff like this. And, right. And I think that, um, yeah, we've, we're definitely trying to like bring our own vibe to it. But um, yeah. But it's yeah. great. You got yeah. a great line. You got like yeah. us, you got our wish list pretty, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> right? so it's not know, me. It's we, like we can't get yeah. any of those guys. We, we, got, got, we got crazy <laughs> after you. And we're like, oh, we're doing it. <laughs> By luck. Yeah. Yeah. They've got like a shorter list, but like it's yeah. like, you know, th that list is like hefty. It's a hefty yeah, list. I would yeah. trade yeah. you Fat Man School for Jesse Jeff. You can have him. That's hilarious. You had Jeff and Kenny Dope at the same episode. Yeah. That was had craze just blaze mm -hmm. maceo yeah maceo was the last Flash one you guys did right Damas, jay spinoza jay spinoza what you want for just blaze bro <laughs> choose any guest cypher sound he's yours yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how is that nerve-wracking for you to like uh to just prep for those interviews and for those episodes because you stuff? seem so calm cut oh thanks man i'm honestly like sunny and i talk a lot about like what we're gonna do and what right. we should talk about um, and then also, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am definitely sort of nervous, but I, I do know a lot of these. I've had a lot of like discussion with these people yeah. prior to this, so yeah. there's yeah. definitely like, I've, I, yeah, I've already kind of broke the ice for, with a lot of them. Like, 
yeah, just plays, you know, I could tell you about tech support shit I've done with him, like, and at South by Southwest, when the first time I met him, mm -hmm. we booked him for a party at South by Southwest. Like, um, Maceo, I mean, the same thing, I've done lots of tech support for him. Uh, I know his manager, Sean, really well. He's from Vancouver. Um, A-Track, I mean, yeah, he, he A-Track is super important to me because, like, I came on to, to, to this role, as a matter of fact, and he was, like, it was kind of my directive to, like, show him Serato DJ. And at the time, he was using Tractor. So I showed him oh, yeah, right. Serato DJ, and then he started using Serato DJ. Wow. And I've just managed that whole relationship the whole time. Um, but he's probably the one person I get the most nervous around still to this day. A-Track? A-Track. Really? Yeah. Just because wow. he's, he's fucking super cool. And he's, um, he's definitely like, like when I first started DJing, mm -hmm. he was like, the, the person that I saw yeah. as a as a young person that thought he's that guy like probably like Jeff would probably be like that for you would you say something yeah Jeff A-Track J-Rock yeah A-Track was like a Canadian dude who was like my age and I was in New Zealand and my mom's Canadian so that's why I live in Canada that's why I've always you know, claimed Canada um, and I just saw I saw this dude and I was like shit he he's somebody I could be, you know? And then, so he, I've always followed his career. I know mm -hmm. all his shit. Mm -hmm. So when I asked him his questions, like I was just asking him questions that I wanted to ask him for years, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. tell me how you made heads will roll, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. tell me about this. And it was great, but still like, there's a certain nervousness. There's a lot to be said for the fact that we meet a lot of people under less than ideal circumstances. True. Yes. And they're going, yo, what is the shit that's happening? And then once you get past that, then you kind of have a different level of relatedness. So you're not so nervous when you, yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's cool actually working with sunny on this because like sunny we both have different backgrounds of like things that we know about right especially mm -hmm. like you know sunny being from philly and stuff like we were talking to to just about club music and stuff jersey club and all yeah and yeah. we we've we, we got to be really careful i mean uh, you know when people watch a podcast that we do like we're really co conscious of the fact that as a company like it's not just me it's like i'm representing right, right. Serato. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so if i say something that's incorrect like people coming for us, they're gonna roast right. you, yeah. and they're yeah. not even just me. Right. It's also the company. Like, how could you fucking say yeah. this? Right, it's right. incorrect. Yeah. And yeah. you're yeah. ruining yeah, the culture. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, like, yeah, Sunny and I will like go into depth. And Just Blaze was one of those ones where we were like, so is this the the actual track? And you 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 hit up the, the yeah, Philly cats. I, yeah, and I do this a lot because you know, like you said, we are a company, and people they expect us to get it right but then there's certain people who expect us to get it wrong mm -hmm. just from yeah. a company side like these these dudes aren't the culture like you're from new zealand what the fuck do you know <laughs> that's that's kind of the attitude you know what i mean so with me i have to i have to go the extra mile to make sure that certain things are accurate mm -hmm. and you know so like for instance with the just blaze interview i did a little bit of research i'm from philly you know i was around during the whole like sort of migration from baltimore club to jersey club and how Philly like sort of adapted that and even during like the mad decent early block parties and stuff like that how they became a thing so I you know I'd, I'd called the brick bandits and the, you know the guys who know knew what time it was and that's not a, a, a slight to just blaze because he knows what he's talking about he's yeah, from yeah. Jersey but him being just blaze doesn't now mean that I I can lay back on my level of research because right, right. he has to know it's like yeah. if I'm not sure I'm gonna do the research yeah, and people know I produced the thing, so yeah. it's it's like they're gonna be like, "Son, you really let him just say that? That's crazy." Yeah, yeah, did yeah, you yeah. see? I don't know if you guys did watch the latest Maceo one, but there's this like one part where he he's like breaking down the songs that he made, mm -hmm. um, and like Sunny like went like he does a lot of work, but like with all the music stuff, like I don't wanna do that. That's so Sunny, yeah. and he like finds the the tracks, puts the image up, which like kind of adds another dimension to it. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. on that one, 
you did this mega mix of like all the he was like as he's saying he's like I'd produce this joint and you'd put the, yeah, play the yeah. joint I played this one he mixes in the joint and it's yeah. like this extra level of cool DJ I haven't yeah. seen that one but I gotta check it out no, yeah. I gotta yeah, watch yeah. it yeah I mean it's cool I, it's, it's, I don't think I don't think man. you're gonna be I don't think you're gonna be blown away talk that silly shit don't be humble man I wanna dial back your expectations slight work this is Tuesday, but yeah, for for me, it's like I know I want to stay. I know I want to stay engaged with it. So yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of it how we're all thinking about it. You know, we, we all come from the same job, mentality. Right? So yeah. 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 I think what like the what you guys put together is ideally what I wanted my this podcast to be a more concentrated, uh, you know, focus with the actual you know guest or the DJ, and really just like. It just turned out that we had guests over and then we would talk for like two and a half hours and it was like, we don't have the time to edit this all down yeah. and then coordinate the videos mm. every week. Like you guys know how much work oh, yeah. this whole Hell thing yeah. is. Sinking. And I think like, you know, I was people always say like, well, you guys are doing well. I'm like, I don't know if we have like a really good podcast. I just think we're consistent. Yeah, but what you, you guys what do I mean? is you guys bring a real authentic like yeah. perspective of that. Like mm. all my all my homies that listen to your shit, like all my homies listen to your shit. Yeah, shout out to all your homies, man. Yeah, <laughs> shout out, shout out Marvel, shout out Seco, shout out Rico, yeah. shout out Justin yeah. Sweeney, New Zealand. Like <laughs> I know all these dudes that listen to your shit, and they're like, "Yo, man, you hear this?" And then they'll be like, "Yo, they said something about your beanie in the thing. You gotta check that." And I was like, "It's, it's cool. It's like you know the fact that you guys have that." that conversation and right. especially the stuff that you guys did around like the A-Track and Rocktacon shit and then you know mm -hmm. like that was like super topical at the moment you guys brought it together Fat Man Scoop all these like these are, these are moments you guys are kind of creating moments talking about shit that's really important mm -hmm. and the, 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 that people are talking about yeah. kind of like what we were just talking about with iTunes like we have that technical side of shit but you guys were talking about like not, I don't know how to describe it, but like you're kind of breaking down the situation and letting people have their, their perspective. Right. And that's kind of, a, that's really important. That's not kind of important. That's really important, I mm -hmm. think. I feel like mm -hmm. you're achieving success with a podcast if the audience feels like they're flies on the wall. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, they, they flies on the wall yelling at us about yeah. everything we're getting wrong. I don't know if you guys. Well, that means that they're engaged. If yeah, they're, if they're exactly. that passionate There's about this it. Picture. I can't believe you said that. Like, why yeah. would you say that? I'm just yeah. like, I don't. Yo, I'm an idiot, and I, I have a microphone, and we just <laughs> we're and we're doing this every week, and you guys are yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I really think it's the consistency. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, sure. if someone's giving out shitty bread every day, every day. People are going to show up and then they're going to take that shitty. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of shitting no? on myself yeah, a little yeah, too yeah, much. Shut but up. But I mean, <laughs> please. A shitty bread with some butter. We're some good, <laughs> yeah. we're good toast. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we get tagged a lot of memes and stuff like that. There was one meme that kind of stood out. We're not on memes. No, we get tagged on, on memes. Yeah, 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 on memes. So there was this meme. I guess there's this, uh, there's this box of a TV and there's. And the picture is like two people are driving and laughing in a car. Mm -hmm. And then there's a kid next to the box looking at these two people and laughing. And someone said, this is how I feel like when I listen to the road podcast. And he fe even though he's not there, yeah. he feels like he's part of the picture. That's a big compliment. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. All yeah. right. Well, that's fucking cool. But yeah. yeah, a lot of people be like, yo, it feels like I'm hanging out with you guys and I know you guys. Right. So it's it's one of those you know those compliments are like okay if you feel like that we're doing something right okay. and i always heard that and to oh. your point man like what you guys were saying earlier where people djs don't hang out with each other in that same way right it's mm -hmm. like you got i mean for people to kind of be honest and really show their true colors and be who they are and like take their guard down that's really hard for people especially when there's so much superficial shit on social media yeah, yeah so what yeah. you guys are doing is providing like really honest 
like you're hanging out with the homies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, exactly. if you're a DJ, you're hanging out with the, your DJ homies, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. super dope. Well, the one thing that I, I really, what I wanted to portray in this podcast with all of these dudes, with, with my friends and everything, is that we used to link up with DJs we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And we would instantly all get along. 100%. Mm-hmm. Because Common at bond. some point, it all came down to hip-hop, samples, soul. Yep. It 80s, came to the music. music. Yep. And it's like if you became a DJ, you had that love of music. Yeah. And obviously, we would all disagree on, yo, this is a banger, this sucked, or this yeah. was dope, or whatever. But there's common ground. Yeah, there was a, always was like, a common ground. So, like, no matter what, even if you were a bad DJ, yeah. well, you still loved music. You, and just you know what was that, good music. You were a part of that fraternity a little sure. bit. Yeah, you know what for I mean? sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like what the draw was. It's yeah. like, you're yeah. in a fraternity, you kind of like all have the common interests, like Crooked said. And so, even if I didn't know you, I kind of accept you because I know how hard you work to maybe get to this point. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's really yeah. important. Is that you know, even though I like this guy may seem like an asshole, mm-hmm. I Why have to right point at me. Not you. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be like a politician and yeah. do a finger like this. <laughs> that guy maybe no. I'm just kidding. Like that guy might be an asshole, right? But he's gotten to this level and he's been able to walk into this room that we're all in. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, I gotta respect the fact. Yeah. That he's gotten to this level. Mm-hmm. I mean, now might be a little bit different on how motherfuckers get to that, but yeah. there, there is still that. To me, if you like, if if I'm opening for somebody, for I'm DJing for somebody, I know like whether you're good or not or whatever, I'm gonna show you that respect because you've gotten, you've yeah. gotten into this room. Yeah. Like yeah. we're in the same room yep. and we're working together. So like, yo, like let's, like we're basically a team now. So yeah. like, I gotta make you look good, and if you can, make me look good. Right. And let's let's make this shit work. Yeah. And I think it, that's getting lost a little bit. It's just that, you know, it's like it's either me and I shine or I don't really give a fuck about what happens to you. Yeah. And they don't know that you know 30 to 80 other DJs and it all gets, it all gets around. Yeah, man. Yep. It and does. It, all, it, all it takes is for you to talk to one other dude or five other dudes that said, I worked with him too and he is an asshole. <laughs> and then you yeah. get labeled the asshole yeah. and then... All of a sudden, that dude who's labeled the asshole maybe needs some support from DJs. Yo, I got my new remix. Can you guys? No one's gonna play it. Yeah, no, no one's. Remix. And it's like honestly, like we all know this. We get gigs from. We obviously get gigs from social media and all these other things and contacts. But we get gigs from other DJs. From our relationships. Our relationships oh, wow. with yeah. DJs. Yeah. Co-signing from other DJs is like one of the main things, yo. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I just think, yeah. I, I, anyway, back to this podcast. Like, what, what we're doing. Like, I, it's really important to me that. That mutual respect and just us like being able to sit down and talk about anything, yeah, <laughs> music related, is the great is the great shit from a New Zealand perspective, Vancouver perspective, Philly perspective. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think it just all comes together. You know, I think there's a lot of commonality between DJs and comedians. Yes. Oh no no. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Cypher sounds says this shit all the time. Yeah. 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 yeah Break it down. I want to see your your. Well, I mean, I can't it. do it as eloquently as him, but. My my thing is like there's it's you and an audience, Mm -hmm. and you know if you're if you're doing great then you feel it immediately. If you're not doing great, then most of the time you feel it immediately. Mm -hmm. And um, it just like you said, there's a fraternity. So anywhere you go globally, you 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 meet that person that's a DJ. You know that you have some kind of common common ground. And I hear that a lot between comedians too. Yeah, Yeah. like if they know they're in a room with another comedian. They automatically have respect for them because they know that grind. Yeah, and that's not an easy road to to right. conquer right. as being and, a comedian. And you know? they understand the importance of like fresh ideas. Like, yeah, you know, ideas that of ground that hasn't been covered yet. It's like when I go, you know, me and Cuddy will go out and we'll hear like Scratch Bastard or Miles Medina or something. Mm-hmm. 
And some of those ideas, I'm like, fuck, this crowd might not fully understand what's happening right now. Right, right, but yeah, we uh-huh. get it. Like, the, he yeah, worked to make that happen. <laughs> right, right. Yes. And it's, it, it blows my mind. Man. And just yeah. like in the DJ world, for comedians, the cosign is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Eddie Murphy had to get a cosign from, like, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Pryor. Right. And, and then he, Eddie cosign. Chris Rock had to get a cosign from yeah. Eddie Murphy. Eddie, right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that, that'll never change, I think. Yeah. Like, for us, it's, it's kind of like, been a little fickle but for like real yeah. djs and for we we do that cosign like i wouldn't be shit if i didn't get a cosign from neva and crooked no but i do agree that like when there is a party or an event like i always wanted like a comedian yeah they don't want to be a part of the party right they want to be on the sideline studying talking to other comedians making fun of everybody at the fucking party you seen this guy yeah. that's what djs that's what we want to do yeah, yeah. when mm-hmm. i go and i you're like I actually don't want to be. I I mean, I like the comfort and safety of a DJ booth. Yeah. But I actually want to be off to the side, listening to the DJ, watching the reaction, looking at the lights. Yeah. Complimenting. Yo, that was pretty good. Yo, that was pretty bad. Yo, why the fuck did he do that? Yes. Actually, that was kind of dope. Like going through that whole shit and critiquing the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That like that's the most fun night. Getting some shots. Yeah. And all of that. I've scaled back that a lot though. Yeah. Because yeah, because otherwise I'll just never enjoy my night. I can't enjoy. I feel like there's. Yeah, few, I feel like there's few people. The I feel like there's few people doing it at a level that's really gonna, like, stay with me when I leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, when I go out to just some random bar or something, if I'm thinking that way, I'm gonna be miserable the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> fuck this guy. Your blends are whack. No one cares about this record. I used yeah. to do that all the time. That was an yeah. Awful. Yeah. Like, you, wait. So you yeah. actually train yourself to enjoy. The night, hundred percent. I'm jealous. I'm not I there could yet. Do yeah. that. You're not there yet. Nah, can you I'm do not. that? <laughs> I can turn it off <laughs> yeah, a little sure. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we kind of have to because yeah. we deal with you know so many different DJs with different styles and ideas of what works. That sometimes I think yeah. the best shit is when I'm like when you are enjoying yourself, but it usually requires me to be somewhat like tipsy or drunk, mm. and I'll like be tipsy or drunk, and a great mix will come on, and I'll turn around, and another DJ will turn around at the same time. Right. Like. There's a, kind of yeah, there's a lot of that. That's kind of dope. There's a lot of that. We definitely do that. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. even no matter what, I could be like, you know, my boy could be talking to the baddest shorty in the building. Yeah. And I could be mm-hmm. like, you know, talking business with somebody yeah. about like some, you know, some like huge opportunity. And I'll just be like, I was like, yo, that was kind of dope. I'm sorry. Dope. I'm sorry. Wait one second. Right, right, right. right. It's, yeah, <laughs> like, it's, de- it's definitely, it's definitely hold that thought. Hold that thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. I'll tell you this, though. Um, I'm more likely to react to something positive in the club than something negative because a lot of the times the DJ is looking in my direction when they're doing shit. And if I don't have the poker face, then it looks like I'm just shitting on someone or hating on them. So I usually just try to keep the poker face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, was it real gratifying? I don't have a poker face. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying that my way is right, but for me, that's no, your way is right. Me. My way is wrong. <laughs> was it real gratifying for you to get uh, a track to switch over from Tractor oh, to Serato? Like, how'd that feel? Well, okay, yeah, that was massive for sure. I mean, yeah, again, a track being like kind of the the main insp- inspiration for a long time was was it was massive. It was yeah. huge, and at the time, like, it was kind of a new thing for me at the, at the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, my first opportunity was actually at the Red Bull Three Star in Toronto, and was like, I met Jeff, I met A Track, I met Maceo, I met uh, Four. Well, I knew Four Colors Act before that, but yeah, basically a bunch of those dudes were all there for that event, and yeah, it, it went off and it went really well. And he was like, "Yo, you guys did the things that I suggested you guys do. You got finally got a good key lock in there." And it was like, yeah. "Awesome." Well, you know, it's not really all me. I cannot claim credit for it either. At the end of the day, 
he has a good relationship with the company and they listened and they did the things and I just was kind of like the vehicle yeah. to get it to him. But the one thing that was really massive also recently was getting craze on Serato DJ. Mm. That was cool. That was a dope video, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that was all him. That was his idea. He, he like, and, and again, you know, we, I think, you know how you're saying, you know, people will, will know if you're an asshole, if you do, if you're a shitty kind of person right. in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with what we do. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm blessed to be part of a really great team. We got Sunny, who's amazing. We got mm-hmm. Op, who's amazing. Derek and Blakey, and you know, Sean and New Zealand, like all our AR team are like really good dudes. They're all really good at DJing, you know, and they got their strengths and and they're like reliable people. And at the end of the day, that does so much more for the company because when someone like Crazy is like, why should I fuck with Serato? Why should I? Or you know, what what do they offer? That was you know, Oh. It comes down to like, are we a good? Are we good people? Are we, have we got your back? You know, if you guys need us, do we pick up? And right. at the end yeah. of the day, we do. You know, like I mean, I, and to also to you guys' point, you know, when uh, Zach came on the podcast, Four Color Zach was on the podcast, and you guys were asking him about stuff, and he gave he gave me props. You know, he gave us props. He's like, right. I can just call him up, and you guys are like, really? You can just call him? I'm like, yeah. And he does, and he's he's done that not only for himself, he's done that for other people too. Like. The other, like last weekend he called me up he's like yo my homie's having this issue are you free to like like talk to him and, and sort it out i was like yeah man sure i got I'm, I'm free and he's like let me just patch you in three-way called I, I talked to the dude in miami he was like i have an issue it was just like something like he had to allow the i think it was the same thing he had to allow um the driver to be installed on mojave and he did yeah. and it worked and he was like so grateful you know mm-hmm. and it was like no problem. It's like five minutes of my time. No problem. I'm, I got you. But that, you know, for Zach to do that for his homie looks good for Zach. Looks good for us. Everyone wins. He gets yeah, to do man. his gig. He's stoked. Everyone wins. Like, right, right. Yeah. And right. I think that, like, ultimately, you look at companies that are going to be successful. And at the end of the day, you've got to have people like, to you know, good representation. Good people that are going to be reliable. You know, you don't say, oh, I'm going to do this for you. You don't do it. You say you're going to do it. And you fucking do it. Yeah. And you do it the way you said you were going to do it. You yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. Like, that's the worst thing in, in any industry is when someone's like, yeah, you know, kind of like playing you, like leading you on, but right. not delivering. Exactly. There's so much yeah. of that, especially in L.A., right? Well, yeah. you know, I, you know, I think <laughs> everywhere. I mean, yeah. maybe just, maybe just more just because it's more shit in yeah. L.A. Yeah, well, it's just lip service, you know. And and for us, like when, when we're talking to people, and they don't just have to be uh, a track level or whatever. You know, when someone has an idea, like we're immediately taking our phones out and being like, we got to communicate this back to headquarters because yeah. that's how the product keeps improving. Mm-hmm. We give a shit about it, you know, and that's that's the thing I think that's transparent to a lot of the artists that we do. with. Yeah, because well, nice. we, we are fucking fans of this shit. Like right, right. when Craze right. is like, hey, I want to do a routine. We're like, yeah, you're going to make another new slaves. Like, fuck. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah we want to yeah. see that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that. And, and we care about that. And, you know, like I'll, we'll reach out to the DJs that we we, you know, loved and like and like to this day you know like shout mm-hmm. out people like jared jackson i'm on that guy saying come to the studio do a mix with us like yeah you know we want to see that we mm-hmm. want to see different things we want to see the, the the culture evolve as well and yeah. we have mm-hmm. a we have a platform similar to what you guys do you know like when you guys asked you know when we, you guys were coming to la and you were like you, you can we do this podcast thing i was like yeah fuck yeah this is a platform i want to be on this platform this is yeah, yeah. an honor yeah and yeah. i feel the same way about what we do with the studio when we have people come through we want to <coughs> create a platform where people are going to be able to pay attention to what we're doing and and go these guys are pushing the culture forward and i mm-hmm. think that what we've done with you know when i started it was just like doing like little you know gopro videos of people scratching for like two minutes or something mm-hmm. that started what we now have 
from the studio we have you know these like mm -hmm. one minute you know routines we got 20 minute mixes called in the mix and then you know what developed into what our unscripted podcast is but we're kind of creating a platform where we can kind of highlight the dope shit that's happening in dj culture yeah um so people can go you know what what's what's cool about djing right why we should why should you use turntables well you can use turntables like fucking jay espinoza can right, you know right, or right. like you know what I mean? Like, who's who's cool and new and and using you know whatever you know a controller or something? Well, this guy Shashu can use a controller like this. You could make fucking beats like live like this guy. You know, yeah. like mm -hmm. we're gonna show you. We want to show you different uh, approaches to like what you can do as a DJ. It's not just playing a song on another one. You know, you can mm -hmm. do so much more than that. And it's because we're fans of that shit. We want to push that forward. You know? Yeah. yeah and because really. we're fans, we tend to capture the nuance. You mm -hmm. know, with certain things. For sure. You know, we, 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 we know what features you're going to use, you know, based on like how right. you're mixing. And we try and we, you know, ca try to capture that just so not only you look good, but so that an audience can look at it and go, oh, damn, I never thought of doing it that way. Mm -hmm. And I inspire can, them. I, I bought better. this thing three years ago and never used it that way. Mm -hmm. That's great. You know, it's like it's so important that you have the right people behind a company. For you sure. know, doing that. And it's creating like a community. Yeah. And it's also just opening the culture up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. really celebrating the culture in itself. And it's just beyond just like a, a DJ program. Well, let you know me say this. Saying? Let me say this. Like Serato is just a DJ program, right? Yeah. The difference is what we've become as a company is we've allowed us to show what people can do with the software. Mm -hmm. The software is just a, is just a vehicle. The right. creativity comes from the DJs. Yeah. But that's what we care about. And I, I mean, like, dude you can do probably the same shit with like all the other softwares you know what i mean like you can do right. really creative shit with any software mm -hmm. we just we just want to be the one that like says we see what you do yeah. and we're gonna make it so you can do that better yeah. right, right right you right. know what i mean yeah and yeah that's that's all i care about is like really personally about this job is like making making this shit fucking dope you know yeah. and, and inspiring you know our other artists too like when we get artists coming to the studio we want to show them something that's going to make them go oh yeah just like you said I, i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave serato and i'm gonna go try that thing maybe maybe use that in my dj set and i've seen it happen like day yep you know he uses the slicer shit mm -hmm. i showed him that i mean i'm not i'm not i'm not day but he took like this little idea that i gave him and he expanded on it and made it like this fucking amazing routine yeah Jesus, man. Nice. you're passionate i love the passion bro <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, man. i thought we were like having the democratic debates no. this <laughs> i'll vote for you i you got my vote <laughs> <laughs> corners 2020 yeah right <laughs> no but i think it's dope man that it, that serato has passionate dudes like you guys you know mm -hmm. Yeah, yo, behind the scenes and like really working, working everybody and mm. then pause. You know? I think that's what makes a big difference because yeah. th and that is honestly what makes us pick up our phone even more so than just trying to keep our job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like I'm gonna pick up your phone because I don't want you to fail in front of a whole bunch of people tonight. Right, you mm -hmm. know the feeling. Yeah, and it's yeah. Sometimes I'm you know feeding my daughter or I'm at like a, you know a dinner with my girl at like ten o'clock at night and I'm like I gotta walk away from the table big one sack yeah <laughs> <laughs> another latency is happening right I wanna know who abuses y'all the most on the, on the hotline the Serato hotline yeah I can't behind think the of scenes any, I can't think of anyone no. cause listen when, I, when you, I go through come shows, on man when you see what? his phone you're like ah oh, this motherfucker again like this dude. two weeks in a row <laughs> <laughs> on the same time well, same day the way I look at it is if, if that's happening a lot with the same person then yeah. I, I'm not doing my job uh, that's a good you point, know man. they should be sorted by you know 
three calls like why are you not sorted by now that's yeah. definitely like you got to come to this year bro we're going to schedule an yeah. appointment for you <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I'm going to get you I usually yeah. bug the shit out of Peter hey why is this happening yeah, thank yeah. you Pete thank you my Serato license guy that just yeah. unofficial just, hey Peter I listen we were FaceTime like yo what color did I connect yeah, yeah. this right <laughs> but, but, but shout out to the P's in the world because there's like a lot of people that do that I like you know just on the just on the strength of being like down for the DJ community and yeah. like making That's, sure yeah. people want to support themselves you know yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's a selfless thing to do it's really beautiful you know yeah yeah i mean he's helped us a lot just given the, some of the information yeah. that he's done especially, he's us. Us. Like, yeah, right. especially with these things right here yeah with the phases with oh the phases. So, so speaking of the phases yeah uh i think we, i was having a conversation with moma and there's a you i mean what these guys did with phases very similar to the what how serato started out just a bunch of guys that created this whole thing and you know, and I heard that there's been some issues with, you know, it working with Serato DJ Pro and yeah. some of the software issues and stuff. But I heard I heard that you guys kind of opened the back end and uh, you, you're working with phase or is this is this thing? I think I think. Yeah. I mean, unofficially, we can probably just say, you know, we've we're, in, we're discussing things with them. We work yeah, yeah. pretty closely with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now they're doing a lot of growing, you know, like they're their yeah, own yeah. company and they're, they're probably going through a lot of the same shit we went through <laughs> yep. in the early days. As, yeah. Except for the fact that now social media is a monster. Yeah. yeah. It's a different world. And 2012 they, was yeah. different. 20, you know, 2004 was way different. But yeah, like, I mean, they were just, they were asking us, you know, like, how do we deal with our artists? Like, what do they do? What do we do? And, and, you know, we, we have a dialogue with them about that, um, and you know we definitely want to support them they make a product that like works really well with what what we do you know mm -hmm. and again mm -hmm. kind of going back to like they're keeping like turntablism like really at the forefront yeah right and like allowing us to allowing people to, to use turntables in a way that they they want to without all the other shit that goes along with is it, it a little surprising to you guys to see i feel like in the past two three years <coughs> there's been a resurgence of turntablism coming back that's great. when when i think it, it was like it was almost dead and gone it was like borderline almost dead and gone yeah and then because it was like edm cdjs controllers yeah and From, then all of a sudden yeah. there's there was a resurgence and then oh techniques is like the mk7s are coming out and then mm -hmm. phases is coming out and it's like oh shit like and it's like oh shit the shit's coming back a little bit you're seeing more younger people fuck you know fucking with vinyl yeah and fucking with like you know turntables more than cdjs and i was like oh like this is like coming back a little bit like for me know? it's not surprising because in philly i felt like most of the djs there never jumped ship from turntables mm -hmm. so yeah. every night that's pretty much what i was seeing and obviously what i was doing too but i think there's a lot to be said for social media's impact you know there's so many ill dudes who are and women who are you know creating content around turntables right in yeah. a way that we've you know we haven't seen that before you know before you had to have scratch con on tape or you had to Thud you Rumble. know, Thud Rumble's yeah. Turntable TV, and like those mm -hmm. were the things that inspired so many of us of our generation. But now you've got that shit on steroids. There's like every everywhere you look on IG or you know YouTube or whatever. There's there's people getting busy. So yeah, yeah. I, you know, I understand the impact of that shit, hundred percent. Also, yeah. also like yeah, people like Crazy and A Track, and you know, like really being intentional about their their turntablism and doing stuff like that, making yeah. sure they're, they're highlighting it. I mean. Because, you know, I mean, I know A-Track uses CDJs at a convenience from time to time. And, you know, so does Craze. So does everyone, you know, wants to if they have to, you know. They don't want to, but they will, you know. They will, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, who can blame them? But at the end of the day, it's like having that intention of, like, 
this is important to me, you know? Yeah, and right. you can tell, man, like someone like A-Track, he's flying the fat flag for that shit, you yeah. know? Like he's doing Goldie Awards. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not like fucking around with when it comes to that. And I really appreciate that. I think that helps say, hey, look, this is a really awesome thing. Right, yeah. You know, you can do it. And it's cool now as well, like you were saying, FaZe is, you know, kind of a solution. Um, and even Newmark put out that this new mixer recently, the Scratch. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's oh, like yeah, yeah. $500 mixer that has like QPAT. It's like a basically a... TTM 57 SL, but like 500 bucks, no. and it's like, man, that's that's dope because you know you could if you if you're you know short on cash you can get that mm-hmm. and you can get a, a pair of, you know maybe buy, buy a pair of used turntables and it's kind of like where we were when we started because right right I mean mm-hmm. shit man I mean I spent 500 dollars on turntables one turntable yeah and you know fucking 1998 or whatever and that mm-hmm. was like a lot of money yeah yeah that was a lot Still of money is. back then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gas prices were 93 cents bro man <laughs> don't I miss that shit uh I, actually i was i wanted to oh i you were mentioning a track he's such a great dude such a nice dude and you were mentioning that episode with rocticon yeah how did that make you feel that that kind of uh their stances, the the two different stances or perspectives on what they were doing. Yeah, I was kind of going to ask you guys the same thing because, like, I mean, it was a lot about like representation of DJs, right? Right. Yes. And with against, like, not against, but within a club like union kind of world, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he was what I, I still I kind of you have to refresh my memory because Rockcom was like he was quite opposed to open format. What was it again? Well, I think it was the fact that. Uh, a track. Oh, he said A track had no point, no opinion. You will not like. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said A track went on Twitter, right? And he basically said that it was kind of like you know defending and saying that you know there was a plight for the working DJ. Mm-hmm. You know, there's these things going on, and you know we've got to do something to kind of come together and help the working DJ. And uh, Rotacon was kind of saying, well, why are you speaking for the working DJ? You're not. A representation of working DJ at the mo- the current moment, for sure. Well, he thinks since since day one. Yeah, I, I strongly disagree with that guy. Yeah. And I, I mean, I got nothing to lose. That guy dissed me on the hollerboard back, and I got no <laughs> love for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't. I, I like. I'm sure he's. He can come at me, whatever. But like, yeah, yeah. you know, I got nothing to lose. Um, <laughs> um, but it, to the to to further explain Rathikon's point of view is that you know, like you know. Uh, a track came from a child prodigy, you know, basically. Yeah, yeah. But he did the DMC, fucking yeah. hard ru- hard run with the rub. I don't think a lot of people talk about that. That mm-hmm. you know, he when he was reinventing like what he was, he went on the road with the rub and he cut his teeth with them doing yeah. that shit. And he, I mean, I saw that shit. He came to Vancouver. He did that. He was a working DJ. Yeah. It wasn't just. But that's A-Track. still that's still not. Like in a sense of what a working DJ would be, which would be like getting a re- like a month like a right, residency, right, uh, building a following in your city, and you know like kind of going up the grades from like uh, you know hundred fifty dollar open like you know hundred fifty dollars to two hundred to like you know building yourself up and then really being seasoned into like working a club and so, not really just like showcasing skills to like you know yeah, to, I, to I me you. that to me that sounds like the argument that Drake's not real because he wasn't broke. Uh, it's like he can still yeah. have a perspective. Yeah. I think also... Definitely. It, I think that's the Definitely. best, the most, like what you're saying is true is like he, he, he not only does he have a perspective, he can, he's entitled to that perspective. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. also uh, doing a great service by bringing it to the attention of other people that may not have thought of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's not going to be rapping about the streets. 
<laughs> oh, no, we're talking about the difference. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's it, plenty yeah. of people That's rapping about the streets that aren't right. about that life, for exactly. real. Exactly. But I think for him to be on that stage and to maybe say something about the streets mm-hmm. and the coming up in the streets and how we need to like all stick together, someone really from the streets might check him. Mm. And like, I yo, think like fair, fair argument. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's kind of like what Rock the, 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 uh, the platform was with that argument. And I think Rock Takan was like, yo, like all the shit you're saying is dope, like about the working DJ and shit. Like that's that's cool, but you're also like ten years late. Sure. And you also you didn't abandon us, but you were part of the EDM movement, and that was like kind of jump ship. And you kind of like you know you went on there, you know you were doing you were doing great stuff, you were doing festivals and everything, but you weren't talking about you weren't worried about the working DJ yeah. at that point. So I I kind of but see what would that look like? If, what if he what? <laughs> let's say he was worried well, about the work. Let's say that's he, what it would look like. Yeah. Okay. See, and what like, is that? What is what is when that? he would put on fashion? When he put on scene? When he would put on Spider? All the working DJs he represented. So if my budget goes up, your budget goes up as well. You're talking about the Dexter days. Yeah. The Dexter yeah. days. But I, don't, I mean that's again different again because I mean A Track didn't come up and with like in that same way. Right. But I guess I understand what he's saying. I yeah. I, I recognize what Rockcon's saying. He's just not that articulate with it. Yeah. I think the way he said things probably just pissed off people. He's very brash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's his style. Like yeah. I know that. So, and I don't, I don't think he really cares. But like, I think in the end, I, I you know, I talked to Rock about this, and he he admits he's like, yeah, I said it. I'm an asshole. You know, he said <laughs> that's he the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, what you guys do here is an extension of what you guys are doing mm-hmm. for those for this voice, for this perspective, right. your perspective yeah. from Las Vegas, from you know the working DJ. You know, you guys are giving people like me a, a, a platform to say some shit and have a perspective, and that's yeah, yeah. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. I mean, I guess thank you guys for being here. But <laughs> of I have a question in, in a very cynical perspective: is if I was a megastar DJ, and for me to want to help younger DJs and so on like that, would that be a marketing part of marketing as well? Sure. Even though, and then. Could it could it be with social media? I wouldn't have to really do anything. Like we said, it becomes like pandering. It becomes like a politician thing. And I think that's. I don't, I'm not saying Jazzy Jeff and A Track do that by no means. You know, crazy or any of these guys. But when you get to a certain level, it's kind of like you know, what, what can you do for me? Hmm. You know, even Kanye West, his circle of people, everyone's eating off of him. For sure. And he's eating off of them somehow. Right. He's getting inspiration from them. Right. So it's like you're using young people to stay relevant, but you're also giving them some opportunities as well. well yeah. So there's this like give and take it a should little be bit. A give yeah, and take, yeah. 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 It's a little bit of a give and take, but I also think that for social media, I think it's like I can't shit on these young kids because you know, it's like it's a bad look. I'm gonna look like an old look like hater, a hater and shit yeah. like that. So I'm gonna do this like, like bitter, fake supportive shit man. where I, but I really don't give a fuck about <laughs> any of these people. Well, <laughs> yeah, like, no, you know. no one's no one's forcing anyone to give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you don't want to give a fuck, just don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just don't just don't spread negativity, man. We got plenty of that. Mm-hmm. We don't need more of that. Yeah. Right, right, right. Totally agree. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's what I'm here for. It's like I I don't know, man. It's like but like my mom said, you know, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Just mm-hmm. keep it yeah. to yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you think you can do better, just do better. Right, right. Don't yeah, fucking exactly. sh- don't take someone down. Cause That's how I try to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck that, man. That's, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think what I try. It's to just do. better usage of your time too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Than it just being yeah. negative, yeah. and and what you put out there comes back. So yeah, if you think someone's trash at DJing, yeah. practice more. Yeah, so I remember. I remember uh, watching. I don't know if you guys 
saw this, but um, years ago, Pharrell's first appearance on the Wake Up Show, and Sway was like, "So when you turn on the radio, most of the shit that's on the radio is you, but are there songs in between your songs that you hear that you feel is garbage?" And he's like, "Listen, just like I could sit here and diss everybody else, the whole world could diss me. So what's the point of even spending my time doing that?" Like, mm -hmm. Great response. <laughs> and that was ill. Like I mean, maybe it was a little political, but. Whatever it was, it was it was it was dope to me. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's true. Yeah. I think yeah. every I mean, like without going more political, it's just like everyone needs to be a little bit more receptive and 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 understand that everyone has a unique perspective. And sometimes yeah. you may not agree with it, yeah. right. but it doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know. And I think like the more yeah, polit politics is exactly that. It's like sometimes if you you're trying to figure out why someone would do something, try and figure out why like. If someone's voting for somebody that you don't agree with, maybe it's because of some shit's happening in their town and the other person that represents the, the side that you agree with did some bad shit. Mm -hmm. You just don't know that. Yeah. It's really hard to know other people's life experience yeah. and life and perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's the same, and, you know, like, just like we were saying earlier with Serato DJ shit, it's like, you know, your perspective of Serato DJ being a, you know, unstable product is totally your experience. There's right, no, right. I cannot say that's wrong. That's your experience with it. You could have had a bad crash, mm -hmm. and you know I wasn't yeah. there to help you with that. And you know that maybe maybe you lost a gig from that. That right. that, that is that I cannot criticize you for that. I cannot say that's wrong. That's just something that happened. Uh, right. Yeah. And I can all I can do is try and repair it as best as I can. Right, I think right. there's a misconception that like people at our company or on our team are like butthurt if you're not using Serato DJ, because <laughs> yeah. I've had plenty of people come in the studio and go, uh, before before we start, I'm still on Scratch Live. Right, right. Don't kill me, and I'm like, you're still <laughs> using our product, so yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Fine for for me. Yeah, I don't care. It's funny. Have you ever have you guys ever met one? Because I've actually met a lot of my heroes and dudes that I look up to, yeah. and I've been disappointed many, many times. A lot of DJs and megastar DJs that I've like looked up to. That's you're, why I always question their motives sometimes because i've always seen them like yo those guys are so dope and then i meet yeah. them and i'm like wow what a fucking asshole like <laughs> yeah, yeah this guy's like the worst fucking dude ever man and i was just wondering if you guys ever experienced that like just meeting these guys and these heroes and just be like oh my god this guy's fucking i can't believe this yeah plenty yeah. of times not i mean not even necessarily in this job but you know as an artist you know when you travel you you know you might be doing like with me i'll be i would be doing gigs with whoever bahamadia or <clears throat> as my, by myself or whatever and mm -hmm. you know you might get to certain countries and you're like oh shit this person's on the bill and then they're like yo i don't want you near my dressing room fuck off you know maybe not that literal but it, yeah, that's yeah. the vibe you know yeah mm -hmm. and i don't know i mean for me it's just like all i can do is i can't control how they are all i can do is control how i respond to it right 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 and it, honestly, you guys got to continue to help them because in the end, they're using the product as yeah. well, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that is true. But as a as a company, we tend to want to align with artists that are of just good values. people, right? Yeah, just have our sim similar values. And, and yet, and yet, you sat down here with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I've been wanting to. I've been, I actually, I, I've reached out to you guys. I really wanted you guys to come through, so I'm yeah, glad yeah. it worked out. You yeah. know? No, no, no. We're actually really happy that we got to stop through and stuff like that. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and hopefully, you guys are gonna help us with some. Serato DJ Pro yes, stuff, please. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to. Well, I'm we off in about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> we remember the give and take thing that yeah, we were yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah, that was rhetoric. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so much for that. <laughs> um, is there anything we want to touch on? Pause. I think nothing. I mean, we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, um, 
Should we wait for Jamie? Oh, fuck Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yo, uh, Sonny, you know, cuts. Thanks, thanks, thank you so much for having us here, man. We appreciate your time and everything. Thank you. Guys. Uh, big That's shout um, to Serato for having <laughs> us over here. Yeah. And uh, and really, I really love what we talked about. And uh, if there, what, what's the best way for people to, you know, to kind of troubleshoot and to like. If not, reach out to you guys. What is the best way to kind of find tutorials and, yeah. you know, all of this stuff to help them? Serato.com has forums. You can also access support inside the program. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, our support, honestly, our support team is fucking great. Like, yeah. they are really, really fast. They're 24-7. Um, you know, obviously not, we can't field everyone's calls, so coming to us probably isn't the best solution. But, right. you know, um, yeah, our support team will get back to you super quick. They have like all the resources that are really streamlined, so don't f- don't feel afraid to hit them up. You know what yeah. I mean? And and you know if you're in LA and you're you know you know you're you're doing shit, you're making doing cool parties and doing cool shit. You know we definitely want to find out about who you are. Yeah. So you know, awesome holler. Yeah. 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 And I'd actually like to keep an active uh, line of communication between us and you know us and you guys, so we can if you guys have any updates or anything that we should know about that you know we we should talk about or you definitely know, speak about or address to all these other djs that listen to us i would love that you know to put that out there 100 yeah sunny james cut corners thank you so much thank Survivor. you guys, you guys appreciate, appreciate y'all man thank you man and then you can find this episode on youtube.com slash the road podcast comment like and subscribe hit the notification bell to get all the f- videos on friday and, sh- and yeah shout out to dj city man shout thank out, you shout Bye, out man. dj city yes yeah.